off with Julie, I, now we can actually kind of get into what I would describe as, like, kind of the B-plot of the entire season. Um, it's the Julie shit. Um, there's also the C-plot, which is the Katie and Veronica stuff, which we'll get to. But I think the Julie stuff is probably, like, one of the biggest arcs of the actual season. Because it goes on forever. Because Julie dwells on it the entire time. Exactly. And so this is, like, kind of the introduction. I mean, technically the introduction was the Trishel stuff. But mm-hmm. um, this is really where it becomes, like, about Julie. Like, everything she wants to be is about Julie. Um, so during the, during the bit where they were having a hard time getting down off there, and I, I mentioned that she was having a hard time, like, being not a bitch to Coral at any turn. Um, she says, like, you know, what was that thing about your arm? And she's, at, like, she gets that whole, like, defensive, are you mad at me? And she's all concerned, like, are you mad at me, Coral? And it's like, well... Yeah, like, she has the right to be mad. She literally just, like, walked off a hard challenge, and you're trying to be an asshole to her. So she's gonna probably give you some lip back. And then she immediately, like, tries to downplay what she was doing earlier, and she's like, well, she, Coral says to her, because she says, are you mammy? And I think Julie's used to people giving in to her and saying, oh, no, it's fine, whatever, at home, or whatever, mm-hmm. in, her, in her lifestyle. Because that's how her personality works. And everyone who placates her on the show, basically. They do do this several times. And it's almost always men for for a huge portion of the time as well. But um, mm-hmm. a major factor here is that Coral is like, yeah. She, she says that, are you mad at me? And Coral mm-hmm. says, a little bit, yeah. You were being pretty negative when I just got on a challenge. I know I sucked at it, but I didn't really want to need that Like the minute I was done. And she said, I don't know. What you, I said, good try. And I was like... Bitch, there's tape. I'm like, we can literally go back and watch it. It's literally her saying, what's up with that thing with your arm? And, like, this weird look where she's, like, trying to pick a fight. Honestly, there's no other reason to say that besides, you did a bad job and I want to be rude to you. Like, there's no positive spin on what happened there. Why did you slow down? Like, if you have something to say to Coral, say it. I don't think that Coral is going to necessarily, like, take it well always. Yeah. But at least she'd probably respect stand up, being yeah. honest and then uh, coming forward with, like, her things with Mike has always been, like, a thing. We mentioned that. I mentioned that earlier, but, like, it's because Mike, at least, she respects him now because in the moment, he said his fuck-ups. Like, he said the shit he was thinking and he didn't, like, manipulate and go behind the scenes and, like, whine about it and talking heads. He kind of was like, here's my issues with you. And she's like, well, here are my issues with you. And they kind of, like, dealt with it. Like, adults. And yeah. Julie is the type of just, like, she's going to be like, well, I-, I don't know. At the time, I thought I just said good try. I don't know what the big deal was. And it's like, you <laughs> yeah, did You, you know did not did. say good try. You said, like, oh, what was the problem with your arm? It seems like you didn't really try there. She didn't say exactly that. But it was clear that she was trying to say, like, this, this girl couldn't even run to the car. Yeah. It's also important that, that we mentioned that part where, you know, the, the men placate her because yeah. her relationship with men versus women and her obvious internalized miso- misogyny comes up later when it like it comes like it all comes to a head where she wants to re- to wrestle Coral. We can, oh, my God. If you want to jump on that because she's like, girls do things like this, but guys do things like this. And uh. Yeah. So I think what we can start to do now is sort of, like, ramp up to the major parts of the season, because we can't, I mean, we don't need to go bit by bit for every single episode, because there are parts of this that are basically just, like, and they do another challenge, so, like, we'll get well, to I mean, the part where, like... The next major Inferno is the, the one after David falls asleep and the cookies, that's important. Yes, absolutely. So we will mention that in, in brief, but, like, I think this is what we're gonna start focusing on, because... The majority of the plot, besides the actual challenges, is Julie and Coral's ongoing issues. I really just say Julie's issues. I feel really awful trying to lump Coral into this, because I think it's 100% orchestrated by Julie, and she's not really even that involved. Um, yeah. But Roll Rules just continues to destroy. 
Christina and Katie get put into the challenge, and Coral is in charge of the next meeting for who's going to go into the Inferno, and she volunteers herself like a fucking adult because she fucked up the challenge, she got DQ'd, and she wants to take ownership of the fact that she screwed up. Now, obviously, there is a chance that because she's going to go into the challenge, and they're- uh, I forget the actual situation, she's trying to- I don't even honestly know why- I think she tries to get Mallory to go too, but she doesn't even bring up Mallory going. Mallory says, you know what? I'll volunteer too. Everyone should be volunteering from now on. That was their mm -hmm. new decision. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, they're going to all start volunteering to go when they need to go. And Mallory steps up and Dula's like, no, 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 Mallory, you're too good for this. And it's like, well, who, who else do you want? go? Yeah. Because it's only like four of them left. It would be, point, it would right? be Leah then and... But we're not talking about how Leah's weak yet. Yeah, and so, like, I don't even know where... Like, Julie's issues with her are not even based in reality. Because, what, did she want to go in? Or did Leah? Because then... Yeah. That's the conversation you should have, is why don't me or Leah go in? The, the conversation is, Coral's manipulating Mallory to volunteer. Well, what's the other option? I mean, Coral volunteered herself now. I mean, is Leah going to go in? It doesn't sound like Julie wants Leah in, and she's not volunteering herself at all. So, like, I don't even... Just, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, these are the only women life. left, so that's... There's only these four options. It's so stupid. But then, so she starts immediately, like, claiming that she's, like, whispering to everybody. And then in all the talking heads, she's like, this is chess. It's chess. So, like, Coral has decided to volunteer herself because she knows they're not going to vote for her because she's a stronger player. And this guarantees that she'll go through to the next challenge. And then she won't have to go into the next Inferno where it's likely she'll actually have to get voted out or lose. And it's all manipulation because she wants. So I think maybe she's trying to claim like is, she wanted to go in now instead of later. Sure. The thing is, Coral put her name in first, so it's not even like um, Maui put in her name and then Coral's like, "I'll do it too," knowing right. that she's not going to get picked. She said her name first. And the thing is, even if that were in Coral's head, which I don't even know that it's. It's clear to me that she feels like kind of annoyed that she fucked up and she wants to just get it over with now after having a shitty day because she i think quarrel's a type that was like i'd rather go now when i screwed up and have something to prove than like later on when i'm not really feeling like this is my best day like she feels motivated and that's the best time to go into the inferno they've established that is when you want to prove yourself because then you're really eager unless you're, you're jeremy getting, yeah i know right <laughs> but if you're going in after being voted in or there's some kind of a manipulation you feel obligated to volunteer that changes things severely and mom same goes for mallory like fuck julie for making mallory feel bad about wanting to go in because she just robbed her of the chance of having a good mindset and the guys actually do all start to kind of swoop down and say shut the fuck up because <laughs> now she, julie's like second guessing everybody and putting all these manipulations in people's heads and she's like getting mallory to doubt her decision to go in it's like bitch she's trying to go volunteer to be in the inferno don't get in her head she needs to be focused on winning it's so dumb. And she's like, well, Mallory's one of our best players. It's like, well, there's only four of you, so who else can go in? Is it Leah? Then say Leah, but she won't do it. It's such a weird decision. And then if she did get Leah to go in, isn't that even more of, like, the choral manipulation in that, in that yeah. scenario? Because then and she, the bullying, she's definitely yeah. going to win. Like, it doesn't make sense. Her whole logic is just, Coral's the blame for everything. She's, a, she's like, a puppet master. And mm -hmm. honestly, again... It doesn't ever, I don't know that it ever, like, overtly comes up, that, but... The fact that it, the puppet mastery actually happens on the road rules team with Veronica makes the Coral stuff stick out even more as just Julie's insane. Yeah, and I, I do, I, I don't want to keep bringing it up, the race issue, because I don't necessarily think that it's ever, like, out and out mentioned, but so much of this is so piled onto the one black woman on the team that it just makes my skin crawl. And I'm like, I cannot... I don't think you can dissociate the fact that, like, Julie has an issue with this one person, and, and almost every time it's either, like, a very strong 
female person or very strong person of a different color. Like she den she tends to have her hardest time with people who tell her to shut up and sit down. And I think in many cases she's picking fights with people that she knows she can look weak in front of or a victim in front of so that she feels like she's gonna get the like she's always crying she, after the fight starts. She expects Coral to get the angry black woman at it, which right. doesn't happen. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. So basically, like, I think she's picking fights with people that she knows she usually can do in, like, real life and look like this demure little, like, white girl who's like, oh, I'm just so small and I, I didn't know. I, I, you're picking, I need to call a manager. Exactly. And I'm like, it, everything she does in this whole season is, like, a step away from saying, can I speak to someone's manager is literally what she's, like, her intonation in every scene. So... They, uh, David especially just tells her to just fucking, like, shut up. Like, you need to stop. And then Yeah, David whole... doesn't even like Coral, and he just is like, shut up. Yeah. And then she, like, she's also a bitch, too, because she's like, she convinced, she's like, in the, in the, uh, talking head, she's like, she convinced simple-minded Mallory that she should volunteer. And this is, like, the way Julie talks, like, she's, like, always smiling while she's talking, and she just looks like a cat really made is. a canary. It's, it's disgusting. And so... And she needs to leave Mallory alone. Mallory is precious, we've decided. And it's so pathetic, because she's like, you save your strongest players to the end. And then I think Coral or someone says, are you gonna go then? And she's like, well, I think we should stay... The strongest players should stay at the end. It's like, are you saying you're the strongest player? Because <laughs> I don't see that. And then in the second season, we'll get into later on, but, like, that actually comes to fruition. Like, she truly thinks she is one of the strongest players, and that is insane, because she's one of their weakest or at least least reliable like, and they often consistent. highlight just how weak she's playing certain things i mean we did mention that we started out this season with her almost trying to murder a woman in the middle of an alley hanging above two stories like it's insane that she thinks she's the strongest player she's a lunatic so she's just calling out everything that like she's just calling out all the stuff that she she's thinking about that kind of stuff because she's being manipulate manipulative in the same moment so she's blaming Coral for manipulating things because either A, Coral's doing it better than her, which I don't even think she is, but B, she's just trying to do the same thing by manipulating people into hating Coral, but she's just doing it loudly and in front of everyone. Like, she's not subtle at all. Like, she's doing the same kind of whisper campaign that Coral's the puppet master, but this all behind the scenes. At least Coral, for whatever kind of, like, quote-unquote puppet master stuff that she does, she's doing it in the middle of the meeting when they're all being adults and choosing who's going after having volunteered herself first with no, like stipulations it's insane she's the worst so mallory and uh coral go in versus Kristen, or sorry katie and christina and then it ends up being mallory versus christina and it's just sad heartbreaking um, the, the, the true love story of the season breaks up. and then coral i do like it ends the episode before where she's just i just don't like the bitch her personality sucks <laughs> and it's like yes because she's the worst so, um, we also get in the next episode the Leah and Darrell uh, stuff that starts up, like, they've been fucking on the DL, and, uh, he's, I think, generally only kind of there for the fucking, but she's like, he's so sweet, we're all, like, we're really cute, and he's like, yeah, you know, we fuck in the daytime, but we- relationships. <laughs> exactly, he says that, basically, and he's like, we're on different teams, so if she goes, oh, bye, it's, like, adorable. <laughs> And then, um, um, this is also officially where Road Rules decides to start throwing missions yes. uh, to get Katie into the Inferno. <laughs> Inferno. <laughs> and so this is um, another classic uh, challenge, I think, where everyone has to hold their arms above their head, which is just like, I do respect the fact that I feel bad for, like, I think it's David and, like, uh, who's the other one? It's not, it's, uh, oh, it's Timmy. Like, they're like, 
we have fucked up shoulders. This will leave like permanent physical therapy for me for the rest of my life if I keep <laughs> doing this. And they're like, they've had like surgery and shit. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they immediately go down. And it's like, well, good. At least they admitted the fact that like they're not going to do well because this is like. They didn't try to do something stupid. Like, picture having to hold your hands above your arm, you're like above you, like you're doing like, I don't know, like you're holding a medicine ball above your head. For, like, I think it's something like four plus hours, I think, or even longer. I don't know. It's a long time. The girls are actually way better at it because they're smaller. So, like, a lot of the women actually make it to the last round. Besides, Mike is the only one that outlasts all the guys. Um, but they're openly sabotaging Katie, which Katie realizes. Um, they're dumb because they, like, telegraph that to her. And that's the thing that most people in this game don't fucking understand, is that when you're going to manipulate someone, you don't go up and say hey, we're going to vote you out, just FYI, because then that person immediately hates them. <laughs> and it's only, like, lights a fire under their ass to not well, that, get to get the lifesaver. So well, that leads to the thing where, like, Abram eventually, he makes a mockery of throwing a game because he's pissed and he's like, if I'm going to, like, well, do, that this, was stupid. do this he bullshit. He was an idiot in that. I, I don't know what he was doing later on. We'll get to he, he explains it in the reunion, and he, like, uh, he was pissed about throwing it, so he's like, if we're going to insult her intelligence, then I'm just going to be an asshole about it like that. Yeah, but, like, I get what you're saying, but, like, it just makes you look like an asshole full stop. Like, it doesn't, there's no subtlety in that to me, but I, I get it. So, um, eventually Katie is basically, so, since, uh, Mallory and Coral, uh, were versus Katie and Christina, they were trying to get Christina the, the lifesaver to win and then put Katie in. So Katie outlasts Christina so that no one can do that, basically. So now Katie is uh, guaranteed not to have to go into the Inferno, and Christina's guaranteed to have to go into the Inferno, and, uh, they immediately, like, you know, realize that it's going to be, unfortunately, Mallory versus Christina and true love will break apart. Um, I also do like about that, like, like, uh, Julie, like, first girl out was Julie. <laughs> the strongest shit. player, yeah. The strongest player immediately out next thing. And, like, if, if anything, like, Coral could have almost won, like, she, she outlasts a lot of people. She could have almost won the lifesaver and, and put Julie in, but she doesn't. She's not, like, going for vengeance. It's like, she's all this, like, manipulative Coral, but, like, you don't see Coral saying, I'm going to win it and put Julie in. Coral's like, I volunteer to go. If I get in, I'll go. She's not trying to do that kind of, like, you know, actual real-world style, or real-world, sorry, road-world style manipulation where they're trying to throw a match. Um, and then, uh, since I told Katie, obviously, she's immediately like, fuck the whole team. She hates everyone, and it's gone, like, nuclear at this point. Um, so road-world still wins, even though <laughs> all, the, yeah. all the girls left on the uh, real-world side try hard. Mike is the only one that actually outlasts them. And then, um, uh, Katie, I get why Katie does the whole I'm just here to beat Christina logic, but she also is, like, basically bragging about, like, only trying to for herself and not the team in that moment. Like, she's basically proving them right. Like, I'm dead weight unless it matters for my own benefit. Like, I'm not gonna try hard for the team to win. Like, whatever. It's just, like, I, it's, also, it's frustrating. I, I, it's, yeah, I also don't think, is Christina even really part of the whole She's the, the one that thing? tells her! Christina... Yeah. Pulls her aside. I think he Holly too. They kind of both like yeah, because like, Holly hey, feels really shitty about it. She so yeah, and it's a mistake because again they light a fire on her. Someone who like now they're being told you're gonna get you're definitely gonna get voted off and you're going into the inferno if we if I win. So it's yeah, dumb, the, but they do it every time. Telling her, especially Holly, is one of those things where I'm like Holly's like a good leader and motivational, but like because Veronica's such a bully, that's the one thing that like ruins Holly's leadership. I think because yeah. Veronica just and has everyone in the palm of her hand. Yeah, and then we get to this, like, noise pollution inferno where they just listen to a bunch of noises on headphones and they have to, like, deal with they the frustration. 
But they're 90s kids, and we're used to that from, from channel surfing, so it's not that big a deal. They both, like, survive to the end, have to go to sudden death, and then they have to balance on one leg, which is, I, I know from having done, like, random shit in the past, that's, like, torture, so I'm impressed they even last, like, it looks like five minutes. That's a long time to be on one leg, but uh, Christina wins, and then Mallory has, uh, has to go home, which is sad. Um, and then <laughs> I do like in the next episode, Coral starts out by like, almost like trying to erase some of her goodwill with making Abram a lick sandwich. <laughs> she takes him a sandwich and licks him with pieces of bread, which Just is probably not the worst thing. The beginning of their flirtation. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, so she makes him a sandwich and then licks the bread and then gives it to him. I mean, it's not really played as gross. It's played as like a funny like, it, joke. Yeah. You know? It's, it's nowhere, honestly, near as bad as other things that happen on the show. Right. And that's the only bodily fluid being transferred. That's probably for the best. And also, like, I, see, this is where I'm like, where is this hate for Coral coming from? Because she seems like a really fun person. Like, she's just being goofy and dumb. It's cute. Yeah, there's clearly no malice with what she's doing. No, she's like, and she's someone who, if anyone you'd friend. have malice for, you'd have some malice for Abram. He's annoying as shit on I, So, I know they mention it on um, the reunion. Do they mention it in the season? Uh, I can't even remember. What Julie does to Coral's bed? No, they don't. It's, I haven't seen it. Oh. Should, should we get through the coral? Uh, yeah, let's get uh, Julie to the fight first Lillian. before I tell you. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Oh, I cannot wait to hear this. Because uh, you're gonna really have, hate Julie. I hate Julie so much. You're gonna so, really hate her. We also get like this adorable workout scene where David's trying to be like a uh, an aerobic instructor. It's adorable. <laughs> like he's like like come on girls let's go. He's like running a little routine with like all the girls. He's like getting them all to do workouts with him. It's really sweet. And this is where we get the backstory about David and CT and CT's mom. And I looked into this more because I was curious to see their actual background. They lived in like the projects in in Boston. So like they were Mm -hmm. both from a tough neighborhood. David actually ended up being like VP of marketing at LA Times. Like he went on to do a lot of cool shit. That MBA like really worked. Yeah. And like, so they were like tough. They they made it out from like fucking rough stuff. So like the fact that he mentions like it was kind of a weird, like I grew up with his aunt. It's like literally like. They grew up in whatever house they could get to. to be oh, yeah, safe, like, and then they left the neighborhood. CT's brother was uh, murdered, um, like in between one of the seasons, and oh my God. like that's probably like the, that's this before the season where like he get, like it's really violent. It's kicked off like in the first episode, basically, because he didn't deal with like obviously issues he probably should go to therapy yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, this is the sail away mission. So they have to sell like sell a bunch of random shit onto a cruise boat. Uh, which gets, of course, the bik- guys in bikinis, which is great. Oh, yeah. Um, David falls that bikini. asleep. Yes, David David literally is just sits in a chair and sleeps. He's really weird because he starts out like really like too hype. Like he's like, I'll be the one to choose all the stuff we have to sell, and he chooses a bunch of weird shit. And Coral's like, what the fuck? And like really like honest, like not rude, just like, what are you doing? Are you okay? He's always like kind of sleepy and dribble, but does it seem like he like lit up a joint or something before? Yeah, the challenge? I think he was like higher or at least like I don't know, I drunk, remember, like, hungover. I don't know. It's very weird. They really didn't have that many rules or regulations. Like they were allowed to go freely. He probably could have just gotten like some pot in Mexico. I bet. And it, 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 like, in retrospect, I think he was probably high. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because he's like really like hyper in the beginning and then like halfway to the mission, not even like barely ten minutes he's in, like, he's like sleeping. He's like spaced out in the, in the beginning. Of, like, a yeah, he's spaced, lot. yeah, he's spaced out, just like wanting to sell weird things and no one's yeah. And he's just tired. I think yeah, and I, then I think because of be that baked. he's he's <laughs> fucked up and like they're not doing great in general. I mean they're doing okay, but like the Rob Rolls team is really trying and they end up winning. 
Um, it it is being shamed. I mean, this challenge seems like a road rules challenge. Yeah, it's it's just selling people. It's kind of boring, but it's fine. And then uh, Shane and Timmy both volunteer. David and CT go in. David at least owns up to the fact that he fucked up, and he's like, I'm going in. He literally falls asleep. It ends up being David versus Shane. Um, Abram <laughs> decides to get a mohawk. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> so now, if you remember Abram, he has that big mohawk. Because he's always one-on-one, quote-unquote. Um, and the next episode is where the Darrell and Leah stuff really, like, well, hits off, and it's like... You didn't really talk about the Inferno itself, because... Oh, yeah. It's... Well, that's next up. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, I see, I see. I'm just conflating things, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the Darrell and Leah stuff happens, like, happens in the beginning of the one episode, partly because it's, like, oh, Chekhov's relationship, where it's, like, Darrell and her are, like, all cutesy. It looks like they're, like, on vacation together fucking, and then, like, by the way, they're on a challenge. Like, it, there's all these scenes of them just, like, lying around, hanging in a pool. He's, like, on a balcony looking down her in a pool. It looks very private in a weird way. It's, like, it's, like, a vista. But then, uh, they go to the, do the bungee jump where they have to uncuff their hands from behind their back. I love that CT does it in, like, literally, like, 17, 18 seconds. Like, how many times have you slipped out of cuff CT? That's what <laughs> right? I want to know. Like, oh, in the bedroom or in a cop car, I believe he's done that many times. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so they both, everyone bungees, they do amazing, everyone does really good, but Katie and Leah both go up at the same time, which is a mistake, and they freak each other out. Katie has, like, a full-on panic attack. Katie. Where- Katie, well, Katie's, I'm scared. I just, it just always plays in a loop. It's <laughs> like, so I, good. I can't. Yes, yeah, so yeah. like, like, she does like that. And that, I remember, because this was one of those th- times when, like, they would show, like, one clip, they'd go to commercial, and they'd show it, like, three more times, and then they'd come back, and then they would show it again. But, yeah, so Katie's, like, freaking out. She Leah eventually has a goes. legitimate Well, yeah, so, so Katie goes, but it's after, like, ten minutes of standing, and they're all like, Jesus, she's such, and, like, Katie was, like, in their face, fuck you guys last last challenge, like, I'm gonna win to not get eliminated, and she does shit like this, it's like, this is why they want to get rid of her, like, I get why it's eventually, like, a story of her proving herself, but, like, there's not, like, a, a no reason why they wanted her gone, she's truly, like, dead weight, like, added I, ten minutes to their yeah. score instantly, so. During one of their deliberations, like, in an episode or so before this, it's, like, they're in deliberation, and it's just, you see Katie is eating an entire plate of nachos, like, this is why <laughs> you're dead weight. Also, yeah. the Road Rules team uses a Tampax box as their, their vote box. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's great. I noticed that. I'm like, wow. It's great. But, um, but then Leah is even worse. And, I mean, I, it's fair. She has severe anxiety about the heights. She has a full-on panic attack where she can't feel her hands. And I think she's worried she's having, like, a stroke or something. But it's just a panic attack or anxiety attack. And they have to, like... Ambulance comes, pulls her down from the the big heights, and then takes her to the hospital. There's a scene where like she's getting carted off with like all these tubes in her nose and everything because of the oxygen. And Darrell's there like, whoa. I mean, and then they cut to Darrell and he's like, I, one minute she was fine, and then she had like tubes in her nose. It's like clearly like Darrell's like, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> like not to be rude, but he's like, uh oh. He's like, and then it's like him and like uh, Coral are both like, it's okay, sweetheart. And Darrell's like. Yeah, it's okay. He's, like, patting her head. Like, he doesn't know what to do. They're there. And then Coral goes in the, the thing with him. Like, yeah, did he not go yet? I, I don't know if he just didn't go yet. Because it's really yeah. funny he didn't go to the hospital with her. Yeah, because he shows up later, doesn't he? Yeah, the he does. Yeah. Yeah, he, didn't, yeah, he didn't jump he, yet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he took his turn. But, of course, that bitch Coral accompanies her to the hospital in the middle of the mission. and She's like, clearly manipulating her. Yeah, it's like, I just don't understand where this hate from Julie... This saint comes from, like, why couldn't Julie be doing this kind of shit if she was this beautiful person? But anyway, so Coral goes off with her to the hospital. Um, they lose, and it sucks because they were, like, dominating, but because yeah, they got the so terrible. Minute, yeah, they, they got the 30-minute DQ uh, real world because of Leah. 
and they get the last time plus ten, the lowest, slowest time plus ten minutes. So, like, realistically, if Katie had done better, they might have almost won, but they, they, they couldn't have done it, basically. So, they, they lose severely, and, um, basically, I, I don't know how much of it's them getting, uh, played by the edit, because he's like, oh, I'm gonna go offer some sexual healing earlier, then he immediately, like, Jarrell's like, just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> he just sort of backs away slowly, like, bye! Uh, but I, I like that they do, even, like, you don't notice at the time, because it seemed like it's such, like, an old thing, but thinking back on it, but it is actually really nice they talk about the fact that she has anxiety, and she's like, it sucks, but it's very, like, straightforward about the fact that, like, it was an anxiety attack, and I'm dealing with it, but I'm, I'm sad that happened. Like, much more, like, up-to-date on how to talk about mental health than some current reality TV shows, so it's oh. actually, like, very impressive. <laughs> Including probably the challenge, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kind of oh, but, um, you, it's gonna be really upset, upsetting when we have to get into later seasons and Tanya's downfall. Oh, Tanya. Tanya. Like, we'll get to Tanya next her, season. Her. I have so many th- feelings about Tanya. Poor Tanya from Walla Walla, Washington. Tanya deserves uh, so much better. Yeah. So then it ends up being David and Shane because they don't win, and we get this the glorious milk and cookies challenge, which is basically uh, just CT pers- killing rookies with cookies. Yeah. So th- it's gonna be whoever drinks the most milk and eats the most cookies, and without, and then they get spun on like a, a wheel while they're attached to the wheel, and whoever doesn't, oh no, it's just like a, it's kind of like yeah. a merry-go-round or something. Like there's you get like, like a plate of cookies and drink whole milk, and then they spin it around. Yeah, and, and then. It's it, or like one of those like the spinning like um cups like like, like yeah, teacups tea like they're basically sitting staring at each other after having eaten like a bunch of cookies and milk it's like whole milk too they um have to try and not throw up and like David's going in but CT out of nowhere but he had won the challenge because again he got out of those cuffs so fast yeah I know they they address the fact that David he even says earlier like I'm not good with eating challenges and then right. this happens yeah but it's it's a very honorable thing for him to step in because it's. The, like it, it is an eating challenge. He sees it before he volunteers, but you don't know. Like your body, it, the thing about this challenge that kind of sucks is it's like it's your body d- betraying you. Like you can't really control if you're gonna vomit from like milk, for example. Like it's hard to stop yourself when you're like truly like whether or not you have an iron stomach. So CT claims he's never thrown up, and then Coral's like he's about that. to get crushed. And so CT, oh yeah, it, David it, even it, says bye Shane. Like bye Shane, Shane is so good. And there's this this. Meanwhile, Shane's wearing his Where's Rachel uh, shirt. And I'm going to try and leave a screen cap. I have a timestamp for when to actually get the screen cap because it's so overtly insane. But CT eats these cookies and then they start spinning. And the entire time, he looks like he's just like checking his watch. Like he's just sitting there staring. Like he's like on the commute home from work. Like it looks like he is in the most casual possible like scenario. And Shane is just like, ugh. And there's, like, this joke at first where he's like, oh, it's not gonna be that big a deal, like, faster, faster, but you can see it starts to really kind of get the Shane, and, like, CT is so nonplussed, it's insane. And there's a point later on where they have to start eating more cookies, and Shane immediately starts to realize, like, "Uh uh-oh, this is not gonna be that easy, and CT just looks like, yeah, like, two at a time, (laughs) like, doesn't really care at all. And, And there's something very, we mentioned it before about, like, Mike versus Jeremy, Shane looking at CT being completely stone-faced is probably not helping the fact that he's feeling kind of queasy already. And, like, again, like, on instinct, his body's just like, nope, you just drank a bunch of milk and spun around and just throws up immediately. Yeah, when they're going, like, for their, their second round of cookies and they've milk. They've done nothing. Just, yeah, yeah, they've done one round. and they've br- So imagine eating, like, five cookies and then drinking a half a cup of milk 
and then sitting on like a tilt like a tilt world kind of spinning thing and then getting off and he throws up from that like he does have to drink more milk and he has to dr- eat more cookies so like it's probably just like his body reacting to the fact that it's still like queasy inside and then putting more into it but it is a very quick reaction and it doesn't seem like he can prevent it it's like you know like when you, when you get some people get sick it's like your body's just like it's like burping or something you can't really prevent it from happening it's hard to stop yourself when you've already started and yeah so he loses and Shane goes home which is uh, I don't really care one way or the other it sucks for them I guess but it's like the first time they've lost a, an Inferno in a while so yeah uh, they only this season they only lose Shane and Jeremy yeah which is shocking um, which is also yeah. stupid on their part because they kept trying to get rid of Katie when really they should have been trying to get rid of everyone else because there's only so much money to share yeah and then we move on to the next uh, episode, which is another time when Leah can't participate because it involves somewhat of a platform. It's not even that high, but I guess it's enough that they claim that the anxiety will get triggered again. Oh, I don't know. this is also the episode at the beginning where they show all the cigarette butts from Katie. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, like, that's the one. But that's I think it's like in the opening, and it's and she's smoking, of course, and then the camera gets, zooms in on the ground, and there's so many cigarette butts. Chain smoking. Oh my god. So it's uh, it's basically like a paintball challenge where you get to hit a target and the targets are everybody's faces whoever wins the most uh whoever hits the most while spinning around wins cyrus is like a crack shot and he does awesome and it actually goes to double overtime um and there's a great moment where like julie has to admit the fact that like in order for them because basically cyrus and abram both go to double overtime and they both score the same amount even though like abe fucks up and then cyrus had fucked up at one point like there's a lot of really good job done by both of them they're good competitors but then since they both won again they tied again they have to go to double overtime and then there has to be two women so uh julie has to admit the fact because it's just the two of them participating okay who do you think's better for this and she's like well julie julie's like well coral should go she has to admit coral's better like she's a better challenger because coral's also a great shot yeah coral like fucking nailed it immediately in the first round and but of course she's like you know i've never shot a gun before like she's to immediately qualify it like i'd be great if this if i was an expert marksman but i'm like but you're not bitch i doubt coral was shooting guns for this all the time yeah, like the what? Bay Area. Like, what are you talking about? Or wherever. <laughs> I think she's from the Bay Area. It's just she's stupid. shooting hella guns. Hella guns. But so, anyway, so she's, she's like, has to admit that Coral's better. Coral doesn't win, but she does her best, and she comes, like, close. I think she gets, like, a couple off. But um, uh, it's, of course, chess for Julie to be, like, you know, giving her shit that she's going to lose. Because it's, like, this is good chess, right? Like, all of this is just a chess match, right? Coral's oh just God. manipulating it's things. Chess. God. So stupid, but so Coral again is very nice. Doesn't even point out the fact that there's like such overt hypocrisy on Julie's side. Just like it's it's so frustrating to have to sit there because like she could be like, oh, I'm the best. I'm the one willing to do this. I guess. All right, I get it. But either way, she she wins. She wins um, the one challenge, but loses, or she does better than Julie in the one part, but she loses the double overtime. And the real world, a real world once again wins. But you can't be mad at her, though, because it was double overtime. It's yeah, like, and it's like, that's why I don't think anyone really gives a luck. shit about it. It just, she did, she And it especially, it especially came down to luck in the Abram thing. Because remember, he DQ'd, and he had to get double the number. Yeah, and also yeah. Cyrus DQ'd it his first round, too, and had to get a bunch and do well, and he did. Yeah. And he also won the channel and won the uh, Lifesavers. It's like, Jesus. And so Leah volunteers for the... Um, Inferno. Now, we mentioned before that Mallory had gone, so now it's just Leah, Julie, and Coral. There's three girls left. I can't believe Leah lasts as long as she does. It's insane. And then Coral has already volunteered last time, so this is the quote-unquote chess game that we've been talking about. 
And uh, so Leah volunteers because she fucked up. And Coral volunteered last time, so logic would dictate that she's not going to volunteer this time. Now, like, on one level, I kind of get where, where Julie's coming from in the original, where she's saying, like, is this the last challenge? She's, like, guaranteed she'll stay to the end by doing this. I mean, kind of, but there is going to be another Inferno right after, so she's going to have to go back in regardless. Like, there's not a lot of... It's just she's only skipping one possible Inferno, because if she does outlast the person who goes home this time... Either they all three outlast and they have another chance to go in, or there's only two left and she has to go in because there's only two women. So it's like, there's not a lot of logic to this that she thinks is going on. So Julie is now the only girl who has not gone as well. So it's not even that she didn't volunteer. She didn't even go and she's never even asked to go. And suddenly she's not so sure about whether or not she should volunteer or this whole like, and, well, should I yeah. definitely go? I don't and know. And then she's trying to say, if I go in, I want to go against Katie. It's so stupid. Wait. So, like, this is Julie in a nutshell to me. She thinks everyone else but herself is acting in self-preservation, whereas her manipulations are all, like, strategy and the best for the team. It's like, no, you're just trying to preserve your own self just like everyone else. Like, you're no and better her, than anyone else. This is where her team finally is, like, we're not going to listen to your nonsense because Katie's are a good luck charm. You don't think you can beat fucking Veronica because that's who they would, like, she would have to face, basically. Yeah, uh, and so like, she says, like... Yeah, Miss uh, Miss says, you can't beat fucking Veronica. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, what break. are you talking about? And it's like, their whole plot had been to keep Katie until the end, because it's their best chance to keep a weak player on the team, because they're gonna... Whoever goes into the Inferno, if they do... If they do vote in, it's gonna be the person they know they're voting in, because they're never gonna send... Kate. It's always gonna be that person. So, like, it's just... It's good strategy to keep Katie in, basically. So... Shady Coral, of course, is like, well, that's <laughs> stupid. And then, like, in the talking head, she's right. She's like, look around, bitch. There's only three of us left. Who do you think is going to go? And it's like, it's also bad form because she must know that even if she didn't volunteer right now, if they put it to a vote and she says, I don't want to do this, she's outnumbered. So it's just bad. To me, I'm thinking, like, if you want to be cunning or whatever, you've lost that ability. You should have insisted last time and had the fight to go last time. You lost that already. This time, you should know that if Coral is not going to volunteer, you're going in. Because she has the votes. Coral has people on her side enough. And I think logically they're on her side because you haven't gone in. She cannot possibly not go in. So basically this all comes down to the fact that Julie is a coward and she's being forced to go into the Inferno and she doesn't want to because she doesn't think they'll vote Leah because she's the quote-unquote weaker player. So uh, she says, if I go this week, I might have to go next time. And it's like, well, what do you think mathematically is going to happen? It's like... Yes, and then Coral's like, yeah, that's what's gonna happen, because there's only gonna be two of us left if someone goes home, so get ready. And even if there's not, you haven't proven yourself in competition, like, Coral keeps proving herself in competition, so even if all three of you are still left, yeah, you should go in. It's like, that's how subtraction works. She's so, like, confused about why she'd be having to go again next week. It's like, you don't think that the person who's not volunteering this week also knows that they're probably gonna have to go in next week if they don't, if you go home or someone else goes home? Because that's what happens. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. This whole thing is and so yet, dumb. Even Leah would agree if, if out of the three women left, Coral's definitely the strongest one. Of course. She's definitely the one who deserves to go to the final. Leah can't even, like, participate in some matches. Like, what is the, the, the competition there? And then Julie has openly said just at the last match you are the better person for this challenge so she can't even pretend like she doesn't think it's true sometimes i cannot stand julie so then she also (laughs) says in the talking head she's like coral's strong point is manipulation i'm like i wonder if this is partly just the editing because i feel like some of these these clips are from earlier on because they've used them before or maybe they were all from this time and they use them earlier in the challenge but 
Regardless, she's just on her rant about Coral's manipulation. I'm like, there's no manipulation here. She's stating the facts. You have not volunteered to go in. It is your turn to go in. It does not matter. The challenge of trying to, like, go in instead of her, uh, Coral last week has already passed. You've lost that battle. Shut up. Go in. Yeah, at this point, literally everyone but David has gone in, and that's only because CT went in for, for him. You're not special. Go in. Exactly. And that, you just watch CT volunteer and win in Inferno, so shut up. Like... Or win the fucking lifesaver. So shut up. Like, I, I just can't handle her. So the, she's not good. She's not even good at it. <laughs> she's, she sucks. Like, it, the proper... When would the proper time for you to go in, Julie, next time? Are you Superman? No. Because even if she went in next time, she's gonna have to do that. I, I feel like she'd put up the same kind of stink then. Like, maybe I should just be like, I want to go against Katie. I should be here for the last challenge. I'm your strongest player. It's like, no, Mike's your strongest player. You're, like, not even, like, the top three. Like, shut up. So, they, they weren't even, like, they're not good enough for double overtime, so she, I don't know why she thinks she's going to get out of the Inferno, but she goes in, or she gets vo voted to go in. Um, Julie and Leah do go in, Katie and Veronica go in, because they couldn't get the, she couldn't get out of it, so, um, now, like, I, the, the thing is, like, Julie's even now trying to vote, like, trying to get them, like, she's trying to get their, uh, like, having to try and get rid of Katie is a true, like, pathetic moment where I think everyone on the team is like you're an idiot <laughs> like I can't talk to you anymore this is stupid and the she just she wants to be safe after trying to kill Veronica she's afraid to compete against Veronica like come on and then so yeah, this is what's so stupid about this this whole argument is she's trying to claim like she's their strongest player but she doesn't think they can beat their weakest player okay where's the yeah. logic there I don't understand so then they're all like, no, we're not voting in. We're voting Katie in. Shut up. <laughs> we're not getting Veronica in. You're going in. Shut up. And they all kind of shut her down. And then we get all these, like, she basically just wants to be safe and not have to even worry about going in at all because she's a coward. And then there's this insane talking head where she's like, essentially, my team is, is cares more about keeping Katie than uh, keeping me. It's like, yes, yeah, you've, just, you've, you've, you've described the basic strategy that they've done. And she has voted for herself for the yes. last six or seven rounds because she's she had no problem. She's been the entire show. Exactly, and she's had no problem voting other women into the Inferno, knowing that, like, voting Katie in each time, knowing that people were going to have to go up against them, even though there were better or, or weaker players to go against. Like, it's just, it's it's unending with her, I swear to God. It's, it's every time that she comes up to something, but it should be different for me, because I'm me, I'm Julie. I don't have to deal with these types of problems. I'm Julie. Where's your manager? I'd like to speak to your manager. Uh, but so, she's like, uh, uh, I'm your, she's like, she's like, I'm your secret weapon. It's like, what? What? You know what secret weapon? It's a real secret. Yeah, and she's like, I deserve to be here. It's like, no, you don't. Um, so they, they, uh, they can't. Uh, so they're gonna. She thinks that she can't beat Veronica, but she's like, you're gonna do it. Have have a good time. Coral like shuts her down, and then uh, she starts to even try and claim at one point like Katie's. She's like, actually, like it's it's such a cowardice moment. Like it is truly. I hopefully I can find find a link to the whole argument. Because there's a scene, like, after she's been cornered and all the guys shut her down about how she thinks she, she can't beat Veronica, and then she's like, well, they're gonna send Katie in, and I'd rather go against Katie, I think I'd have a better time beating her. And then they shut that down because they're like, that's stupid, we need Katie to stay. And then she's like, well, actually, Katie's been better recently, so maybe she's not so great to keep in. It's like, but your argument a second ago was that she's the weaker player and you want to take her out. Like, it's, she can't even keep her story straight. She's just saying anything to not get voted off like it's just like she does not want to deal with anybody taking her play or she doesn't want to risk herself losing um so anyway so she's she's voted in because we're all like you're an idiot um and even the dudes are all pretty much just like huh and then quarrels the manipulative one still in her mind 
and she's claiming Coral's crazy, and she's like, I don't, she's like, I don't take, like, I don't know where she's coming from this whole, like, Coral's manipulating things now, because this argument is full out in front of everybody, everyone's having the conversation, and they're still trying to place the blame on Coral, it's like, Coral says a little bit in the beginning, and then the guys kind of take over the conversation, and so the guys are, like, at this point, saying, like, realizing they need to stop placating her and just tell her she's being ridiculous. Yeah, and then she's an idiot because she starts to get into Coral's face. And it's like, Coral will take and a Coral, lot of the Coral walks away. She just walks yes. away because she's... So she, she takes some of the criticism, but she will talk back to her. And she says, like, you better shut up. Like, you're, you get out of my face. Don't say that again. Don't say it again. Don't say it again. She's like, she says, I think one point to Cyrus, she's like... She she gets one of those or Mike maybe she's like she gets one of those next time next time she gets in my face with that she's gonna pay up I don't take credit cards <laughs> I'm like, oh my god I love you Coral so and then she walks away because again I again the, I think the racist element of it is the fact that like now Coral's being told like I'm gonna fight you I'm gonna fight you and she's like I'm allowed to defend myself this woman is in my face and she's trying to act like I'm the one being aggressive now by saying get out of my face when she's just trying to say stop harassing me. And it's still, like, kind of playing, like, Coral's the person suddenly being aggressive. Like, oh my god, like, the music changes, and it's, a, it's a, suddenly, it's like a fight fight. And it's like, but Julie started it, and Julie got in her face and got physically, like, aggressive to her. And Coral's like, I'm leaving this, I'm, like, walking away from this conversation because I know that it's not gonna look good to, on me, and I don't want to be involved in this. And it sucks, because she's still, like, a young woman. Like, they're all, like, pretty young at this point, that she has to now, like, remove herself from the scene, because she knows that if, if it does get physical, Katie's, like, or, not Katie, Julie is gonna literally, like, I, I would, call, Katie's the kind of person that's gonna call the cops or something. Like, we're at this house, and it's, like, Julie, and that's, Julie, so call Julie the cops. Yeah, Julie even says, as it gets more into Julie's insanity here, that she, she does want Coral to hit her, so she goes home. It's so insane. So then yeah. it escalates further, and this is where I think, like, the whole scene... Here we go. Like, leans yes. on this whole scene here. So Coral has left the room completely. She's in another room, cooling off like an adult, and she's like, I gotta leave. This is stupid. So and Julie, Julie is running her mouth. Julie keeps talking shit, keeps saying, I wish we could just settle this like boys. Boys They're sensible and normal. They settle their problems with wrestling? First of all, no, they don't. What man settles their problems with wrestling? If the men do Greeks. solve their, yeah, like any ba- like, to be honest, I'll say full stop here right now. The teleport does not endorse solving problems with violence. That's stupid. That's a uh, bad in argument. A, in an official professional wrestling ring, with a referee. Yes. Like you've already lost your fight when you're claiming that violence solves a problem. So one wrong, but two. Boyle said them problems with wrestling. What boys wrestle besides Mike? Like, you're just talking uh, about it in the big I general do, sense. I, like, I do love Mike trying to come her down, and Christina just being a little, a little troll, being like, why are you, of all people, discouraging her from trying to wrestle? <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> let her live her dream. And Mike's like, but then the guys do, I mean, of course, in the quintessential 2000s culture, and I think even probably present-day culture, the guys are like, yeah, let's get them to wrestle. So all the guys start, like, running around. David, David's having fun with it. David wants to be, like, a fight promoter. Yeah. CT is actually the reasonable one. He asks, Julie, have you ever been in a fight before? Don't start now. Yeah, and it's, like, such a legit, and it's, like, su- it sounds like such a threat, too. Like, don't don't start now. Like, he knows know, that Coral would kill her. Exactly. And he even says, like, Coral would murder you. <laughs> like, basically, or he, quote, like, Says, paraphrasing it like you're talking about wrestling what will happen is a fight because you clearly have issues with each other and it's not going to be wrestling and this is where i think that the whole julie thing is again this is quintessential julie because she wants to fight on her own terms 
So she wants to literally wrestle, and then there's a point later on, well, we'll get through it, let's, let's go through this. So she's, like, she's a grown woman, she's wanting around, hypersensitive, like, I can't handle any kind of argument, but she's like, I'll wrestle with her, though. She's oh, yeah, let's, let's solve our problems by wrestling. And every lawn. time they cut to someone else, they're looking at her like, you're an adult, right? Like, it's such a stupid- this crazy white girl? Yeah, and she's, cause she's like, yeah, let's do it. So she goes and gets Coral, and she's like, let's wrestle, and Coral's like, leave. <laughs> like, Coral's like, I don't want to have this conversation, goodbye. And then um, there's this whole, like, scene. It's so disrespectful of Coral because she left and was an adult. And now Julie is in her room, in her face, like, yeah, let's do it. And she's like, she had a valid critique of the way you were talking and acting to her. And you're acting like it's this fun, goofy thing that we're going to wrestle. And it's like, you're really diminishing the fact that you, like, were in her face, were aggressive, were rude, were manipulative in this whole argument. And now Coral seems like she's, like, the buzzkill. And it's like, no, Coral is trying to, like, like, relax after you harassing her in front of everyone. This does so lead to the, the classic Coral line, I don't wrestle, I fucking beat bitches up. <laughs> yes! And it's that was used in, like, every promo, I swear. Yes! I feel like and, every promo for the challenge, not even just the Inferno, for the entire series. Yes. And so, it's it's all shitty. And then she's like, so put up. Like, if she's like, I'll do it, she's like, well, we can square up. But, like, it's like, she kind of is like, does she want me to beat her ass, though? Because that's what's gonna happen. And it's like, why would someone volunteer to get their ass beat? It is that's, stupid. That's Julie. It is Julie. But then, I think it's Cyrus or someone else pulls her aside, like, but... The thing is, like, my notes here, I think, are pretty straightforward about how things go. Because before it even gets to that point, I knew in my notes, I'm like, here's what's going to happen. She's going to say, yeah, they're going to try, then she'll either try and back out when she realizes it's more serious, and then she'll, like, claim, like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this serious. Or they will play, or they'll start to do it, Coral will start, like, literally whooping her ass, and she'll claim she took it too seriously, and she didn't mean for it to be like this, and she's going to act like the victim. Like, it's it's a lose-lose for Coral, really. It's not fair to her. So then, one of the guys pulls her aside, I think it might be Cyrus or someone else, but then they're like, like, what do you think is gonna happen here? Like, do you think that this is gonna go like a normal fight? And then she's like, yeah, we'll wrestle. And she's like, but what happens if you actually start beating each other up in a fight? And she's like, well, then someone will go home. It's like, well, then why are you trying to do this? Because that's what's gonna happen. Like, you're an idiot. Shut up, go away, hater. And then, the next day... Oh my god. And so, Leah Leah sits out again, because she's useless. No offense. I feel bad for anxiety, but well, she's no. also see, see, not see what happens with Julie the next day. Oh, I don't know. What, what do your notes have? Well, it's not she, the later imme- on, the she, crying she, and the praying. Yeah, the immediately regretting her paper, and then the, the intense cr- sobbing and begging yeah. God for forgiveness, which so I... That... <laughs> yikes! Yeah, that is just like, someone's got issues! So she, the next morning, wakes up. She feels bad that she's like, I didn't want it to go like this. And she feels like she's got hate in her heart. And she's like, cry sobbing prayers. And she's like, I'm sorry, Jesus. And it's like, oh my God. Didn't apologize like, to Coral. She's crying like, I'm, I'm telling you guys. It's like on the, kneeling down at the foot of her bed. Like, it is capital C creepy, to be honest. Like, I know you have faith and that's good for everybody. But like, it, it feels so incongruous to this, this show. It is very creepy. It's like a horror movie, to be honest. Because it's like everyone's having a good time in like a pool and they're like, they're joking about Katie chain smoking and it cuts to Julie like, God forgive me, God forgive me, God forgive me. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Is this like a fucking like Sofia Coppola moment or something? Like, I don't understand what's happening. It's so intense. And so, um, uh, so they eventually they do another throwing of the mission. Um, oh, yeah, that's it's what, the Falcon scaling challenge. Makes a mockery yeah. of it. 
So Abram is being an asshole when he's doing it, but he's doing it to make a mockery of it. He's basically just like, whoop a doo doo like pretending to do terribly, and he does terribly, because they want Katie to, to lose. So they're going to give Veronica the, the challenge. She's someone yeah. who's quietly manipulating, not quietly, but like manipulating everybody outright or so. Like, she's actually doing the kind of manipulation yeah, Julie, they're blaming Coral for, saying, and it's working. Julie never really says anything about Veronica besides you trying to kill her, but then like she immediately like slut shames her in the first episode of Inferno 2. After she's like, I'm, I'm better now. And she immediately slash names Veronica. It's crazy. So then, they, of course, they give her the, the lifesaver and she puts Katie in. Which is, I mean, also it's what it is. It's just good, but I don't know. Uh, uh, also, Coral wins the lifesaver. Like, no one, they didn't throw for her. Coral wins the lifesaver. Yeah, because she fucking rules. She crushes it. And then, um, so then, uh, let's see. So she's like, the like, she makes everything about her faith because I think she also knows it's an argument no one can really make with her because she's putting it on her own, like, um, she wants things to be, she wants things to go her way, and when she makes it about faith, no one can argue whether or not her faith is strong or her faith is this or her faith is whatever. It's, they're making it actually, like, about something different, and it, it it's not really, she basically makes people argue on her own terms, as she does with everything. So then, um, anyway, so, so poor Coral gets fucked over, basically, and, uh, they eventually, I think it's, I think, again, Real World wins, or Real World wins again. Yeah. Even though, also, like, yeah. throw the challenge. The, the Coral winning the lifesaver is something else, I, I'm sorry, I, I confused that, but, uh, so they do the, the Inferno, which is the Itching Powder one. Yeah, it's where... like Coral, Coral wins the lifesaver, but she didn't even have to go in, so it wouldn't have mattered. So Julie and, uh, Katie go in, and it's it's a funny scene because everyone it kind of is like it's just what, a dick move though this is this is like what the like producers who were probably on cocaine when they came up with the idea for the show were envisioning for the show you have two teams full of like unresolved issues and tension hate drunk angry like middle of the night young impetuous people screaming at two people they don't want to be on their teams anymore basically so like both people they vote oh, for they want and this is team. even like the, this isn't even the height of them yelling yet though no no but so basically yeah. they, they want katie gone and then obviously coral and most people on the real world team want julie gone yeah. it even results to the and, fact that like coral's like cheering for katie and then they're cheering for julie in a and way. members of the opposite team put the itching powder on the people in the inferno so veronica put some itch, itch, itching powder on julie but like barely any which is <laughs> so funny and ironic because julie's an idiot and loses anyway so whereas like, whoever put it on like katie from the room like they just put it on like a normal amount right it's like but a decent yeah. amount but katie yeah. survives at one point i'm gonna have to go back and look at it you say that she just smokes a cigarette no, no that's on that's on the, the yeah that, that's the treadmill one yeah 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 she does she, she lights on the cigarette treadmill. so they're in they have itching powder in like jumpsuits and then they walk oh. on a treadmill <laughs> And Julie's like, make it go faster. And yeah, she's, she's an idiot. just fucking run. Yeah, and then so she, there's this great scene where Julie... This is why... This is actually... Like, I don't like Katie that much either, but, like, this is why I think it's, like, it's nice to see, like, other people interact with Julie because sometimes you feel like, maybe I'm, like, hating on this one girl so much because I have an issue with, like, that personality type. But then you see Julie against Katie, who they have had basically no interaction at this point that I remember ever. But then they're both on, they're both on treadmills, and 
Kay's feeling real pissed off that she basically got manipulated yeah. to go and into Julie's this like, again. Let me like have various asides. Julie, this. yeah, Julie's always smiling and happy, and she's like one of those people who acts like she loves it. Like she thinks she's really owning you by acting like she loves what you made her do. And it's like <laughs> no, you're not. You're just an idiot. You look like an idiot. And so she's like, yeah, this is great. Let's go faster. Can we like pump up the the speed? Let's let's jog. And then Kay's like, no either hit it or shut up and she's like why she's like i'll do it if you do it and she's like i'm not doing it so either do it or shut the fuck up like it is very clear she's like stop talking i don't like you we're not friends it's hilarious because it's yet another person who's like katie shut the fuck or no julie shut the fuck up like julie's trash and then julie they have to do after they both win that julie they have to do like a jump roping thing and julie loses and she's trash and she goes home and then she claims she wanted to go home anyway. <laughs> it's like, all, the, all the hate Julie. in her heart. She did all this yeah. work to not go home, and then she's like, I wanted to go home. Uh, she says, real word, I forgive you, before she leaves. Oh, Ugh. And also her band was named The Swerve, which I feel like she's like one of those like serial killer things where it's like, she told us all along. That's like her thing. <laughs> she swerves. She just, every time she does one thing, she, she turns around, and she's like a fucking two-faced cunt. But anyway, so. The real, <laughs> wow. the, yes. The Road Rules stupidly lost that 10k for nothing, essentially, because Katie's still on their team. So they threw a mission and lost- Oh, so they did lose, I'm sorry. <laughs> so they lost $10,000 to get Katie off the team, because they thought it would give them more money in the long run, but she's still on the team. So they lost money for no reason. And Katie's over there chain-smoking, just like, fuck you guys. And it's like, Coral's I don't really care about her, but it's wins. funny. Coral's laugh when Katie wins is beautiful. It's great. Because also, like, Julie fucks up, like, pretty quickly. Like, all they yeah. had to do was keep jumping rope as long as they could. And they made, like, like, four rounds. Time or something like that. But also, like, the jump ropes they gave them were really shitty. So I kind of, like, that was, like, kind of bullshit. But whatever. I don't care. It got Julie home. I don't mind. It was, like, full, like, plastic mission somehow. Yeah, it was dumb. Because the missions are not the kind of missions where, like, you have, like, a cl- easy clothes some of the time. So they just have to kind of wrap up time, And they're not even that. They're just weird. Yeah. So before we leave the, Ju- the Julie, or, not, not R.I.P. R.I. Uh, hate Julie, uh, um, uh, she's gone. But before we move on to the Leah of it all, um, you said she did something horrible to Coral's bed. I need to know what happened, please. Yeah. So I guess they mentioned on the reunion. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's the first time they mentioned it. But she peed on Coral's bed. Yeah. What? She peed on Coral's bed, and they would they showed the um so at the reunion they basically showed that she was like I peed on Coral's bed, <laughs> and, and I don't know what I was expecting you to say, but it was not that. Yeah, and Coral they, like... they even showed the footage of Coral and we were like like how did she pee on my bed? Because she was more amused by it than like she's like how did this special child pee on my bed? Like <laughs> I kind of remember that now that you're saying because I definitely watched the reunions when it was live. But I, I have a hard time rewatching. Re- I don't like watching any of that live reunion stuff at, as it is. I can't watch any of the Watch What Happens and stuff. And I, I have a hard time with talk shows. So, <laughs> generally, I think I find it, like, mortifying. Because it's not that I can't watch it and be entertained. It's that, like, the times when things do go off the rails, which is mostly, like, I feel like having watched enough of these reunions, it's, like, traumatized me. So I'm always, like, expecting the worst possible situation to happen. And I do feel like a lot of those reunion shows are like that, where it's just like this one actually through chaos. Chill. Like chill. Oh, that's good. It was pretty chill, and it was mostly like to me, like made a so joke what's... about how uh, real world needed a collection plate since they kept losing. Jesus. So, what was the reaction from everyone when she reveals that? 
it's like when they they show the footage of her saying I peed in her bed, she's telling the guys, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And then I guess CT and Mizer tell her tell Coral, and that's Coral again is more just like, "Wait, how how did she pee on my bed?" They're just like, "What what is wrong with this girl?" No one's getting like. I guess the desired effect for Julie is that like Coral will be really pissed, but she can't. She can't even get that to happen. She can't even get a rise out of Coral that way. So moving on from that travesty, like the thing is, like with Julie, she can't even do a prank right. It reminds me of like, like in season one of Community, where like Britta tries to play a prank and then she ends up like getting a dead body rolling out a window. It's just like she can't do anything right. She tries to prank Coral. She pees on someone's bed. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> I don't understand. Like, who would, who would, that's so gross, to be honest. Like, even and if, how could she blame the, the immoral people of the house for, for that, for doing that? Is that maybe why, maybe it, that kind of explains the crying and, this, and the praying. Like, that is a level of, like, But I don't know if it was then, like, around that area, though. If she wasn't begging God for forgiveness for that, then I don't understand what the but point of grace in her life is. Like, I don't even think it was the night of, uh, like, I want to wrestle you. I think it was another night that she did it. What Like, the... before. She's a psycho. She's a total psycho. That's all that says to me. It's like, she's a true, like, creep. Like, that's, that's really creepy behavior. Like, how are you gonna act like you're, like, down with Jesus? <laughs> and then you're, like, peeing on people's beds. Those are two different types of things. You can't do both. Like, ugh. Good God. Alright, so... <laughs> so, good riddance. Julie is fucking gone. And now it's, like, the Leah show. Cause it's, like, I know <laughs> part of it is... separable person. Yeah, I know that the show is a lot editing, and I do always try... Like I mentioned before, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it truly feels like there's a vacuum of suck on the real world team, so Leah says, I can do one thing well, and that's Why did awful. Mallory have to get eliminated and we had to stick with Julie and fucking Leah for all can this Can you time? imagine if it was, like, Mallory and Coral? It would have been a completely chill-out, like, fine team. Yes, no one hates Mallory because she's a nice person. And Coral's great! Like, no one has listened I don't think- I mean, I know I kind of remember other people having issues with her, like, occasionally, but I don't remember people, like, truly, like, like, is it, like, she's, like, considered a villain in other seasons? I don't... She's not. She's just considered outspoken, and you know what that means. Yeah, but it's, like, I never remember disagreeing she's with her on anything. never, like, the Veronica clearly a, a mean girl to be a mean right. girl or anything. Exactly. And we'll get into next season. It's not that I can't... I, I don't remember... It's not that I don't remember people being mean girls. It's that Coral was never being, like, a mean girl. It's more that she was just defending herself when she got, like, talked shit to. Whereas, I think... People misconstrue that with being difficult on the show, which is like, well, if you're gonna be an asshole to Coral, she's gonna be an asshole back to you, and that's fine. Like, she's not instigating the fights, is all I mean. Like, she's just defending herself, and it's shitty that she's getting rolled into that same like element. But uh, yeah, so the next the next <laughs> challenge immediately, Leah becomes the worst. It's like I I know that she was never really like useful before. Like, but you never have to like pay attention to her. Right, like, you're, they're acting like she's suddenly dead weight because she can't do any of the challenges because, like, the anxiety and the height but thing. The but setup the heights to it are not is, that high. And also the setup to it is great, though, because it, it opens with her talking about how, you know, in real world Paris, CT was vicious to her. And I told the story oh, in great. the first part about, like, the flowers. How... Can you can you tell that again? Like, just like, vaguely, like, go over that for a second? So, so like, their history. And, she and CT had been having problems, but, like, at that point, I feel like CT wasn't doing anything wrongly. He might have, like, made some mistakes, but he wasn't, like, outwardly bullying anyone. I think that was even before he got... He's just, he like, got... a dumbass. He's, yeah, like, he... a general dumbass. 
it was before he like got into like real fight with Adam too. So like, it wasn't that he was at like angry CT level either. And I guess she, she just tore him down basically. Uh, and then uh, well, she gets flowers. And I think like the name on the card, like, there's no name on the card or it just says C and she assumes it's CT and she's like, she's really happy and she thanks him. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. And he just is like, okay, yeah, sure. And then she finds out it wasn't from him and she just fucking loses it on him. And he's like, I never said it was for me. But yeah, she's had issues with him ever since then. Generally, CT, he is violent, like we've mentioned. And argumentative, to a degree. But he's not someone who's really going to necessarily pick a fight. Like, he's only really doing that strategically, at least right now, in this season and, like, future seasons, even. Like, he picks a fight when, like, people don't agree with his strategizing. That's fair. But, like, he's mostly kind of just, like, these are my thoughts. If you don't agree with them, we'll, I'll talk about it. And he'll, he's kind of similar to Coral, where he'll defend his point of view, but he doesn't even, like, look, even at the height of him arguing with Leah, what's, I think, most damning to Leah is that he's not even really arguing. He just presented his point of view, and she's, like, screaming at him back, and he's just sort of like, I don't know what the big deal is. I told you my point of view. You can disagree with me. And it, he's such a typical person yeah, to argue he never, with. he never raises his voice this season, exactly. honestly. And I think it's, it's, to his benefit, he comes off a lot more like I don't even know. He's like, we'll talk. We'll talk about this scene coming up because <laughs> I truly think, like, I know that they do have like reality TV Emmys. I wish they could highlight a performance on that. In like, yeah. this is some of the best like reality TV work I've ever seen. Like his comment in their argument later on. Yeah. He is, it, he's operating at a level above everyone else in the whole show and series, really. Like, you can see his, like, future career in this, in that moment. But anyway, and the so... And in this episode is great in general, because, like I said, she's talking about how he was vicious to her, is the word she right. used. And I'm like, because you suck. And now, uh, but right. she says, but now I think we've turned a corner and everything's great. And <laughs> you cut to him conspiring with David to get rid of Leah. Because it's she's so she's bad. And he says she's been collecting checks. So, like, here's the thing. It's it's not even just that he's, like, okay, we, I, we should really give this kind of, this scene is probably one of the oh. more important scenes of the actual show. And, and one more thing, just for the, the mission this time, she's actually able to compete in this mission. The question right. is, d does she do well? well she doesn't, and, she sits out for the first one, but then she does the second one. Yeah. So it's even more frustrating. So, like, so the first one she is actually not able to do, but she's able to participate in the second part, which is where this factors in. Because now we're coming up on the next... Because basically they're going to have to go right to the next Inferno soon enough. So they're going to have to get ready with another girl to go in, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So so she she's it, she's telling right to the camera, like, like you're describing, like, we had a horrible relationship, but we've turned a corner, and I really think he's made a huge effort to be a better person, and this has helped our relationship come... Like, she's literally like, it's, we've, we've taken yeah. so much progress, we've taken a new step in our relationship to be friends... And I'm they really show, moved by this. Yeah, and they show the footage, like, apparently, like, he calls her superficial and fake, right. basically, which, I mean, she kind of is. And so we didn't really, like, before we get to the CT part of it, it's like, up until this point, no one's really commented on the fact that she's never really been that useful to the team anyway. Like, she's never been a strong player, she's never gone to Inferno before, she's mostly just, like, there. She's, she's, she's like somehow skated by this far, honestly. Yeah, there's always a couple people that are like this, even it's not that they're the even bad. Attack. Yeah, and even it's not even that they're bad competitors. She's just middle of the pack. So like, once you get down to the bare bones of it, she's now someone who's not just like dead weight because she can't do the challenges, but she's just like not even that useful a player in the in the long run either. Like, they don't she's need not... her for a final challenge, for example. 
she got lucky because Mallory offered herself up that when right. the world did, basically, when it should have been Julie and Leah, honestly. To be real, and she would have gone home, because Christina would have murdered her. But so, yeah. they, so they, they get in this big, um, you know, oh, so back and forth in this. So in the beginning part we mentioned, she's talking about how great her relationship is with CT. And you mentioned, it's not just that she's like, he, or it's not just that CT is conspiring with David. It's like he's pulled David aside. He's like, I'm sick of this girl. She's cashing checks for nothing. She's not doing anything. It's just like he is. They do say that they plan to tell her to her face, though, that that's what they want to do. Right. And And I actually really like this scene because that's what David David says, like, he even goes through the thing. He's like, well, you know, Rovers did it by behind their backs, like, conspiring against this girl. We're at least going to tell her to her face. And that's, like, actually, in some ways, it's respectable. But we'll get to that part. That's a little bit later on. So. In, the, in this, though, you see him basically, like, pulling up to David, just like, we gotta get rid of this girl. Like, it's, like, not even, I'm not even paraphrasing, he basically says, in his, like, thick, like, gangster Boston accent, he's like, we gotta get rid of this girl. She's dead weight, she's been cashing checks, and then she's not doing anything. And he's, like, mumbling in his CT way. So it's so, like, he literally comes across like a Michael Corleone figure. Like, he's, like, literally, like, we gotta do something about this girl. We gotta get rid of her now. She's cashing checks, she's unparticipated, I'm sick of it, I'm sick of it. And David's like, all right, well, I kind of get where you're coming from, but, like, we're just going to vote her in because she deserves to go. And the the new plan amongst the two of them is that they're going to get the lifesaver and get her to go. Because if someone has to go home, they'd rather it be someone who's not even necessarily going to be able to participate in the final challenge, depending upon what it is. Which makes sense. Like, I, I get why she's frustrated, but they lay out the, the information pretty straightforward, and they're right. Like, this is another time where it's like, if you're not able to compete... I'm sorry your anxiety is influencing the game, but maybe this is not the right place for you to and be. They also start doing this, like, it's about to do, be a guy's Inferno anyway, they're already conspiring for the next girl's Inferno right. to get rid of her. Yeah, so we're not quite there yet, but this is where I think it's really important, like, you know, they introduce it in the beginning of the episode because it comes at back to bite everybody, pretty much. So they have this, um, dunking, Leah has to, um, she gets DQ'd. They, they actually can't participate in this one. Like she can participate DQ'd. and she immediately fucks up. Yeah, so even though she can participate, she fucks up and is DQ'd. So to me, like, all this, like, you know, I'm doing my best, at least I can participate, is such a relevant conversation now, because she's just immediately DQ'd. Like, yes, Cyrus DQ's as well, but here's He's proving himself. Yeah, he's proving himself, but also, here's the thing. Mike and Coral are also having a very hard time. Do they, they DQ as well, Yeah, right? Mike and Coral do poorly, which is how you know it, it's, it's a hard mission, basically. Right, and that's like, okay, fine, they gave it their all. At the time, I'm like, okay... It must just be a hard mission. But then you see other people having to struggle to do it, too, and it's clear that the teamwork element of it is what factors in them winning. Like, like Katie does very well because they actually stick it out and figure out a way to get it done. Even though, like, she's basically this, like, dead weight as well on their team. They, the, I think it's, is it Timmy who's her partner? Someone is her partner. And they, like, really, they, they let her, like, stand on their face and, like, they're having to climb up a rope and, like, pull a lever and then get the other people to drop down like a dunk tank yeah. and it, it's hard like imagining trying to get out of the, like if there's a uh, rope like a gym rope like you have to climb and ring the bell in gym over open water and you have to climb up out of the water it's hard especially because it's like you're already wet and you're trying to climb up rope you're slippery the guys are not able to like like really properly like uh, get a good grip on it in order to pull their whole body weight so they're real heavy basically so like it's just impossible really for some people so it's, it, I think it's a dangerous combination when you have someone who's not really willing to give it a whole 100%. Because even if someone like Cyrus would have maybe tried harder, if someone was like, 
like Coral or something was on his team and they were like really trying. If you get to the point where you don't think you can do it, it's very quick that they're all kind of just tapping out. So like two different people on the real world side DQ. And it, it just is like, okay, sure, Coral does DQ as well, but like Leah is also just not participating at not all. Not able on to do stages. it. Yeah, she, so. Yeah. I don't know. And then the other part of what, what CT was saying earlier, is the frustrating part here is that they're going to have to split this money. So like Coral screwed up this challenge, but she also is the reason they got farther in other challenges, whereas Leah has not even participated in, like, four challenges in a row. So, and she was never like, integral to them winning, or, because they barely win anyway, but she was never integral in any way. Yeah, so his argument is that it's not even the fact that she's not capable of doing anything, it's that, like, in the long run, she's gonna get all this money that she didn't even earn for the challenges she doesn't participate in. And that, again, kind of a fair point. Like, you can disagree with it, but I understand where he's coming from. But, uh, and the Rumble we, team wins again. Yeah, <laughs> before again. we get to, uh, the best scene, obviously, that, that I know you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. I, I do want to point out, Road Rules wins. Katie, uh, later asked them if they can be fair in the game from now on because she's proven herself, and she, she did. She, she did well in this challenge. They, of course, lied to her, which is not great. It's wild. But, it's horrifying. Yeah. And then <laughs> also, face. um, let's see, when they're uh, deciding who should be in Inferno, uh, the guys on the road rules, they don't have any weak guys, so they're just like, let's put in Timmy and Darrell, because it doesn't really matter at this point. And, uh, for real world, they put, in, they put in their weakest dudes, uh, Cyrus, uh, unfortunately, this time, and David, because I know David, like, tries to ask Coral why he put her, like, she put him in, but, like, dude, you fell asleep. And he's not, like, a bad player, per se, but when you compare him with the other guys, he's not as good. That's why Cyrus had to be, like, at the... the in their weakest dude switch, because, like, compared to what, what, uh, CT and Mike, yeah. And I don't even think that Mike or CT would have argued against going in. It's just that they don't think they, they were the weakest that round, and that was fair, because Cyrus DQ'd, and, like, generally, David is not always as competent on tasks, where, yeah. I mean, you could argue maybe Cyrus is on his level, but Mike and CT are never, basically... Well, Mike did DQ, too. So, like, the only person I would have understood more is if Mike but, maybe would have gone, gone in. If, like, Mike felt bad and he would have wanted to go in, but, like... But, I think... I think they're fair in thinking, like, if Mike goes in with, like... Say if Mike or CT went in, that that's a, a pair-up you don't really want to risk, because that means one of them is potentially going home. And that's, yeah. that's a much more deadly combo than, like, Mike and one of them. It mm -hmm. should probably have been Mike and Cyrus, but what David is also like not as reliable as Mike, so it's fair that it's. Yeah, not so it depends on if David shows up or not for the game because he's not like a small Definitely. dude either. Like he's also pretty ripped compared to everybody else. He looks like a schlub, but like he's like also a really in shape guy, like very top heavy. You could do well, I think, but like at the time he just looks scrawny because you got him next to like Mike and stuff. So he is an Abe. So everyone just yeah. looks so small. And it's like, no, he's like a really in shape guy. One of the funniest moments in, just in the whole season is when they're putting the plates down for who's being picked and David's plate just breaks. <laughs> that was great. I remember that so much. That was like in the promos too, I feel like. There's certain things in the show I remember vividly, even though I don't ever like rewatch it on a regular basis or anything. It's just, it happens to be so memorable at the time. But so, after they, they, vote, they, they vote everybody in, it, the two DQs from the real world factor into it. Um, the real rules of one. Um, so David and Cyrus go in versus Darrell and, and Timmy. And obviously, it's gonna be David and Timmy in the long run, because 
they barely have a conversation before they're like, yeah, we're putting our two weaker guys in. And Timmy's also a really good competitor, but he's not as as good a competitor as the rest of the, well, the Ro- Robles team, I think. Timmy, uh, again, because Timmy's a good good competitor, but it's, again, it's that Darrell is that, that sneaky, great competitor, which is why they wouldn't want uh, to go with Darrell, like, go against Darrell. It's like, maybe David will have a chance against Timmy. He would not against Darrell. <laughs> Exactly, and they don't know who the... So, like we said before, they don't know who's going to get voted in. Mm-hmm. So, like, Timmy might be able to... They might be able to beat Timmy, but there's no way either one of them would have probably... Well, Darrell... I don't know. I, it's just, I don't see either one of them beating Darrell, but either one of them might have had a shot at Timmy, and they don't know which one's going in, so they're going to go with their weaker player, which is David, yeah. who could potentially take Timmy. Which and yeah, old. You don't know. I mean, it could happen. Yeah. So this is when Road Rules decide uh, they're going to, yes. after Katie has begged them, you know, play fair, and they're like, sure, we're going to do, they're going to get help Timmy win the lifesaver so they can throw Katie into the inferno against David, the assholes. It's awful. Like, yeah, like, that's like saying like, you're going do home. An intergender infer- inferno now, basically, inferno. is what they want to do. That's how much they want to get rid of Katie. Yes. And this is also... Where we get to one of the best scenes, and CT's plan is a go, and Team Team Real World closes in, and it literally comes across like it's fucking like Sicario or something, because <laughs> they cut to David, and he's giving this narration, which is brilliant, where he's like, Real Rules is still dealing with the fallout from their, um, their attempt to sneak Katie in, and meanwhile they're doing it again, and they don't even know about it, and uh, into the Inferno, we're being straightforward with ours, so they sit Leah down... And then everyone basically says, and then it is, I'm telling, okay, I, we, gotta, we gotta go like shot for shot through the scene. I'm gonna hopefully find a way to either share it with you or upload it somewhere to see it. Hope, like, watch it now while it's there, please guys, it might go away. But so, <sighs> they sit Leah down, and picture it's like an like a open, open floor room, open, uh, what do you call it, open air, like, uh, living room. Everyone's like hanging out, it's casual, it's like Mexico, everyone's like having a good time. They sit her down. Everyone's, like, having a good time by the pool. This is, like, they don't, she's not even thinking this is going to happen because this is the guy's inferno. This is, like, uh, not even the last round, but it's, it's because they know that they don't want to deal with her on their team anymore. They're preparing her for the fact that it's going to happen. So, like, she clearly has no, she's being blindsided in this moment, basically. So she gets sat down and CT sits down and I would say some of the most casual, like, aggressive phrasing I've ever seen where he said, so here's the plan. We're gonna send you to the Inferno. And Leah looked at them like, what the fuck are you you? talking about? (laughs) And I, he's still, it's to the point where like, CT is sitting there and he's picking, there's like a bowl of tree nuts. I don't know what kind of nuts they are, but they're like some kind of nut. And CT's sitting there like slouched, just like eating nuts, like quietly. And like real, like, it's, he's having conversation like did you do the laundry yet? Uh, I'm gonna do it when I get finished watching this or doing this. It's, like, very casual, but he's like, we're, we're kicking you off this entire challenge because you don't deserve to be here. And he's delivering it with the same kind of casualness as, like, oh, the, the, the laundry's done. Like, it's so calm. And so she starts, like, uh, immediately, like, de- trying to be defensive about it. Coral speaks up, too, and she's like, look, we cannot lose a guy at this point. So you have to understand we're going to try and make sure that we keep even David, our weakest player, because he's better than you in the long run. And that's a fair point of view. Now, the argument she could make, Leah could make, is why aren't you voting Coral in? 
But the thing they've already prepared for is the fact that, like, you're not participating in challenges as regularly as Coral or anybody, really. So, like, you have to own up to the fact that, like, it makes sense that you're being voted in right now. In the final, what if there's heights and you you, you can't do that? So you're useless. And also, like, like, come on, have some sense. Like, if it was some one of the weaker guys, it would make sense that they were maybe, like, you know, hemming and hawing to throw a weaker guy in. She's not even comparable to their weakest guy. Because the thing is, the Robles team has been crushing them in every aspect. So many of their people have gone home. So there are no other somewhat weak guys or so-and-so guys. Like, we're not talking about Ace or someone who's like kind of a wimp who could like flake out at any moment. Everyone that's left is people that have either won Infernos or won challenges or done well enough to, to stay to the end. So, like, there's no way you're going to be on the same level as any of them. It's very strange. So, like, she starts freaking out. And yeah, they, like, like, real world, despite all their losses right now, they have, like, an all-star team and Leah. And uh, then we get this, this scene where Leah sa- it escalates to Leah, like, really getting really upset at them. And she, she culminates in her saying, fuck you, I deserve to be here. And CT looks over at her, like a tree nut in hand, and then just says, I'm gonna do my best, like, CT voice, where he just goes... Do you really? Like, it's just, it's the most, I'm not selling it enough. You have got to watch the actual scene because she is screaming, high pitch, hyperventilating, crying, I think even, or about to cry. And she's like, fuck you, I deserve to be here. And he just goes, do you really? And it's like, it's like he popped a balloon and the whole room is just like, what the fuck? It's, it's beautiful. I mean, honestly, this is, that scene is what reality TV show was made for. I think it's, it's exquisite. And she And she's like, I hate you. Yeah, like, it's, like, so much. it's such, like, uh, it's funny, because he is being played as the villain, but it is just good strategy, but it, it's, like, he's being, he is truly being a villain on paper, because, like, it's not just that it's, like, some random person is voting her in, it's the person she's had this long, hated, argumentative relationship with, who she thought was repaired, and thought they'd gotten over it, but really, he's been plotting this whole, maybe not this whole time, but... For, yeah, for days, I, at least. I don't think he was plotting this whole time. I think <laughs> maybe we don't even know. And then lack of performance. I think it kind of sealed the deal. I don't right. think he really cared about or thought about her outside of this. That's what's so. She, see, watched, th- that's what the scene is. That's what the scene comes across as. Is it's like the John Hamm in the elevator scene of Mad Men, where yes. it's like, like all this like drama, and she hates him, and you're awful, and how do you even sleep at night? Like, what do you even do? Like. What do you think of me when you go home? And he's like, oh, I don't think of you at all. Like, he does not care about her. This is a purely business transaction. He comes across, across as a truly, like, a mafioso boss. <laughs> he's just like, do you really? Oh, it, it's, like, honestly, if this were a movie and he were being played by probably Leonardo DiCaprio with some extra bulk, it would truly be the scene where, like, someone comes out with, like, a silencer and a, a uh, gun or something. Like, it, it's like, DiCaprio, like, Peacock DiCaprio playing CT? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, CT in this is just, like, DiCaprio, like, Departed or something. Like, he comes across very similar to me. Like, crazy. <laughs> oh, my This God. is a new situation I didn't realize I had. On, on top of the, the situation for CT, it's like, oh, DiCaprio CT. But, it, honestly, if you had to make, like, the life of CT, it would be definitely DiCaprio playing him. I can't imagine anyone else. <laughs> the lowest stakes biopic he ever does. Yes, honestly. <laughs> but it's, like, that's the level of, like, his delivery. It, he's, like, if you... Like, copy and paste CT out of this moment, he would fit in, like, a Scorsese movie. That's what I'm trying to get across. Like, he's coming across on a level that's just, like, 
the editing is really good too. Like the sound mixing is amazing. They must be like lowering a lot of the background noise because it's just the the, the quietness that he has in his body and his language and his his delivery is shocking in relation to how histrionic Leah is. It's beautiful. It's 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 great. So anyway, so he reaches out for another tree nut, just like it's no big deal. <laughs> just like having a good time. And it's just, it's all fair. They give her the, the rundown that you haven't competed in weeks. You're DQ just this last time. Like, how is she even having this argument when she was just disqualified? Like, you should know that if you're going to be in the last round of a show and you get disqualified in one of the lead-up challenges, you're, like, as well as gone. You should, she should have been devastated in that moment. She shouldn't assume she, she's going to get she, the last. It's it's because stupid. she's already there, she deserves to be there. No, you haven't proven no. yourself at no. all. Because here's the thing, like, CT is the type of person where he knows strategy well enough that, like, he heard David was going to throw up, or he thought David was going to throw up during that challenge, so he jumped in and said, no, 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 we don't want to lose somebody. Like, he's not against being proactive and risking his own neck when it matters, but he's like, it does not make sense for you to be here. You're making money off of stuff that you're not participating in, so goodbye. And that's, yeah. that's it! And, like, she freaks out, but, like, CT's never really freaks out, just sort of sits there and he's just not, just like, whatever, bye. And she's just losing her mind. I do Hilarious. wonder how it would have gone if they had, like, someone from their season, like, Mallory or even Ace, to just, like, maybe step in and be, like, the mediator. But I don't... I, I None feel of them like... mediate. None of them disagree with him, so... I, I feel like Mallory would probably have to, like, massage her way of saying that he's right because, yeah. because she and Leah get along. And, uh, Coral is Ace, similar. Coral does Ace would explain. Probably try, yeah. Ace would probably try to avoid the conflict altogether. Well, he was trying to get that. Well, no, I guess... He was so Mallory, he's Mallory right? yeah. yeah. But then so, Mallory left him for Christina, as we all know. <laughs> yes. But so, like, I understand why she's offended and annoyed, but it doesn't make it right. Like, it's the same problem with Julie. Is it's, it's there, again, there's a there's a carryover theme in this series, and I think a lot of the show, because it's just, like, a lot of people stripped down to their, like, core personality. So you're getting a lot of young white women who feel entitled to winning things by being there. And it's like, this is not the same thing as, like, earning your keep. Like, people are breaking their necks in challenges and you're not even participating. Yes, you have a medical condition that's preventing you, but you should understand that that's now limiting you from the ability to play. If you broke your leg, you're not going to be mad if they vote you out because you broke your leg, you can't participate. Like, that's... What you expect, right? Like, I don't understand what's wrong with people, I swear to God. Like, if I were her in her position, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. I'm bad, I, but I'll get it. I'll try and win the Inferno, but I'll get it. Like, you know. I think I even, I told you about, like, this particular CT moment, like, in, in a later season where uh, competitor Carmaria, like, she breaks her hand, I guess, towards the end. And she's probably, like, one of the top competitors, but she's, like, she has, like, a broken hand, so she's fucked with that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the final, she's going into it with a broken hand, and they have to partner up with, like, male-female, and she's like, I don't, CT, I don't want to, like, hold you back because, you know, I have a broken hand, I don't want to fuck you over, and he's like, I would rather partner with you with a broken hand than anyone else on here, basically, at full strength, and I, I, I think they won, too. And that's, that's where I, that's a perfect example. Like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, she... I haven't watched this, but it sounds like she has the drive to win, even if she's got a broken hand. So, like, there are people that can participate with, like, things that are... Like, say, like, Leah is not just not participating. It's that when she is participating, she's clearly not giving it her... Like, if you were... If you were not able to participate for, like, four separate... I think, or three separate challenges, the next time you're in, you should be so focused on doing things by the book and right, you would never get DQ'd. But she gets DQ'd, because she hit a car. She bumped a car. The one that was, like, a valet challenge, they had to valet a certain way. And the car bumped I, up against a, a And we'll a talk edge. about that, because that, 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 that's more of the Katie stuff, and, um... Oh, yeah, the, so we can the go back to that stuff, now. And so, also, 
segues into the Kendall Mike stuff. Oh, God. So, yeah. So, anyway, so they basically all are saying you're going into the Inferno. And the reason, uh, we should mention partly the reason why she's so over-the-top upset is that she's going against one of the guys on the sh- It's It's going to be Timmy, right? So, putting her against Timmy is clearly, like, stacking the deck against her, pretty much. So, it's not that she's just going in against one of the girls on the other team, which she doesn't want to do. It's that she's going against one of the guys, and depending on the challenge, it's not good. Because, I mean, I... I I'm all for, like, fair competition amongst men and women, but the challenges tend to be stacked in the level of the, the people that are participating of the gender that are there. Like, it's not always meant for people that are... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, like, a even playing field for people on every level. Like, it's sort of, like, either stacked for as two female competitors or two male competitors or whatever, so... Yeah, and because... Anyway. So it was supposed to be David versus Timmy. Uh, David wins the, the life shield, right? Right. Yeah, David wins the life shield, so that's why they're, they're able to throw in Leah. And then uh, Timmy was supposed to win the life shield um, for Red Wolves. Uh, but, but uh, Kendall's they... been fucking Mike and hasn't paid attention to their yeah. evil plan. No one told Kendall. Kendall legitimately did not know. And Classic so she... Red Ro- Wolves, Ro- right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So she won because she, like, maybe she started slowing down towards the end when they were almost, like, slowed down, but she didn't know for the most part. And she so, oh, we should say, yeah, so they're trying to get the slowest times, like, still do well enough to actually do, potentially beat the ro- railroad team, but, like, they're supposed to get the slowest time to let, obviously, let, uh, uh, who's it gonna be? Timmy? Timmy, Timmy yeah. win. So, she didn't know to slow down, basically, so she accidentally goes over, or does a really good time, like, she accidentally wins, basically, by doing better than him, which is hilarious. Because Timmy fucked up, actually, he, like, DQ'd a couple times because he didn't put on a seatbelt. Right. And you get points off when you didn't do certain things, but if you bumped into a certain thing, you DQ altogether or whatever. So that's why uh, Leah was DQ down. But so now she fucked up, and now Kendall wins the lifesaver. So she actually volunteers herself to go into well, the inferno. That's not so much what happens. Everyone right. pressures her. They pressure poor Kendall, and you don't. You might notice we haven't really spoken about Kendall besides like the mic stuff earlier. Because Kendall's just like an unassuming, like sweet girl who doesn't like get into anyone's shit, and. All of a sudden, they're pressuring her into going into the Inferno. And she's someone I would consider, like, when we were talking about, like, having a strong female competitor, like, she's decent. Like, she doesn't always do well. Like, she DQ'd in certain parts in, like, other episodes. But, like, she's been pretty consistent. And, like, she's someone who's, like, not necessarily going to be, like, she's not, like, like a ripped, like, fitness junkie or anything. But she's still, like, decent shape, decent, like, quality work. And like, she's she not going to well. say she deserves to be here or anything no, like that. No, none of that. No drama from her. Well, I should, we shouldn't say that. We'll be well, right to that. We'll but, um, that. But she's no, no um, challenge-related drama for the most part. Besides this time where she accidentally was too busy thinking with her dick. And then was like, whoops. This wasn't the, the thing with the dick, though. She was just, they didn't tell her. Well, I think it's because they have all these scenes of her out of the house with Mike and I think she, and stuff. Yeah. I think she thought that w- after Katie's discussion about, like, asking him to be fair, I think she thought they were going to actually be fair. And the problem is, she thought better of people like Veronica. <laughs> and well, they... Like, and it's also, coordinated, though. It's coordinated. And Holly did about, too. So yeah. even, like, Goody Two-Shoes Holly's, like... Yeah, Holly, down. like, gave up on trying to be a good person, and she's like, oh, yeah, we're gonna do this. But also, like, fuck them, but Timmy doesn't think he can beat Leah? Jesus, they should have given him shit about that the way, like, uh, they gave Julie shit about not thinking she can beat Veronica. Because seriously, once it's Leah, like, Tim, why would... Why oh, do you... you're right. I didn't even yeah. think about that. That's such a good why point. We... I was like, wait, the what fact... do you mean? It was yeah. basically, why is Timmy so worried going to go Kendall... in the Inferno? Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. technically they pressure Kendall after it's it's gonna be Leah going into the inferno, and it, no fuck. That's such bullshit. So, the only thing I can think of is, is it technically they don't know who's going in the Inferno until the minute they, they do the lifesaver, right? Or they no? probably could have, like, figured I, I'm it sure out. that David and CT were telling everyone. Right. Yeah. So, so you're right. But otherwise, they should have realized that they were not even going to have to compete against another guy. So, they should have just relaxed. And because, just the thing is, I'm pretty sure when they get to the Inferno, they've put Leah in first. She's already there. And then Kendall has to, like, make her decision anyway. So they they knew then, and you couldn't. Tibby could have been like, "Okay, it's it's fine. You don't need to save me." Yeah, and also like the the thing is like, why, why even bother at that point? Like anyone, you don't need a girl versus a girl. Like you're saying, like he might as well just go in and compete. Yeah, even David's like when when they switched it, it's like, oh, poor little Timmy. Yeah, David like even gets to like, what the fuck? And so let's talk about um, Miz and Kendall because that sets up to like. Maybe, like, the scene that basically is the only time in, like, reality show history where Miz, like, actually looks like a, an asshole. Like, like besides, like, just drunken, like, goofiness, like, being the Miz and drunk. But, like, mm-hmm. he looks he looks bad, and I'm like, and it made no sense, really, to me watching it. So I actually, I found, co- like, more context for it. But, Please um, go into this in detail, I, I, I was so lost. It, it makes no sense, right? So look, let's just give, like, a brief teaser. So, like, they start this this whole conversation about, like, Kendall going in. I think that the well, argument that, uh, like, they're talking right. about Mike's trust issue issues and stuff. Right. And they're Mr. just Michelle having, they're, and people yeah, or whatever. And, and they're alone. To, they again, they have freedom on the show, so they can just go on a date like at the mall and right. hang out. And then um, after she wins uh, the lifesaver and David wins, they're talking about it at, at home because everyone's like bullying her on her team. And then Mike like is angry, like uh, and just says, uh, "Don't listen to your team." Basically, like. Uh, and he like asked, "Did you know?" She's like, "No, I had no idea." He's like, "You're not," and he's like, "You're not actually gonna go into the inferno because like she's even she's even dressed for the inferno." He's like, "You're not actually gonna do this." Like, you, Timmy can fucking handle this against Leah. But so Mike's basically saying like, "I don't want you to leave. I want to keep this going," which is where like, he gets also, frustrated. I think. Yeah, just like don't throw yourself in, in for like everyone knows it's gonna be Leah. Like Timmy can't handle Leah pretty much. He's like begging her, don't do it. So he's mad at her for basically quitting the relationship. Yeah. Well, he also adds that, like, you do this now, they'll just send you into the Inferno next week. Right. You can't trust these assholes. Right. And it's fair. And I I will say the thing is, it is. So this is exactly what I thought, though. But, like, what you're saying is pretty logical for him. Okay, so Mike is like, I don't want this relationship. Basically, they've been flirting and kissing and, like, hanging out all, all the time, going on dates. So he's like. Please don't leave because you're trying to be, like, the sacrificial lamb. You fucked up by accidentally not listening. They fucked up by doing this thing behind your back. Just let Timmy go in. You're cool with it. Bye. And so... The, she also the, adds that she's, like, paying her dues. It's like, oh, girl, don't, uh, don't pay your dues to these guys. Because, like, Mike's right. Like, they will just put you in next week. They will use you as, like, the sacrificial lamb, like Katie, basically. Yeah. So then it goes to the actual Inferno where she does... She, she sacrifices herself. And Mike... Either it was already drunk in nervousness for her potentially going in, or gets drunk in the process, but clearly gets belligerent at one point. But either way, and everything on get, a, everyone gets crazy, but like he starts it, like he starts it with insanity. Turns on a dime, starts screaming at her and like harassing her and saying like you should go home anyway if you're gonna lie to me. And I was not, I'm not wrong. So the con, uh, maybe you have more context, but it seemed like yeah, he was freaking out over her saying I'm not gonna go in, and then she went into the inferno like. Dude, that's a real crazy reason to end a relationship. So, because... 
Yeah, oh. okay, uh, here's the context. So, Re- okay. Kendall actually, she did a Reddit AMA, like, a year ago, uh, and someone asked about this, actually. Oh, my God. Because it, no! Because the editing, like, it doesn't help at all. Yeah, so, so not, not to inter- I just want to say, the editing is basically just, like, it hey, Kendall, the- yeah. do you want to go in? She's like, yeah, let's make it a fair challenge! And, like, woo! And they cut to Mike, he's like, what? And then, like, the next scene is Mike, like, fuck and, you, Kendall! And you it's, see like, Mike very like, drinking his hand from that point on. Yeah, so we just mean there's probably some missing footage or ramp up. We don't really know. So, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. So, okay. Uh, we, someone asked, we saw you save Timmy with the lifesaver and throw yourself in. Why do you think that Mike reacted the way he did? And did the show portray your true feelings about the situation? And also, why the hell did David get naked? <laughs> David gets naked, but we'll get into that. Uh, so Kendall's answer. Mike and I had a long talk on our day off. It wasn't aired. About our past relationships, etc. You know, oh. our past experience. Well, that's just the beginning of it. Our past okay. experience make us who we are and have influence over how we perceive such events. Mike had been through some rocky relationships where he was brutally betrayed, like, big time. I think he was just displacing those feelings. There's the backstory. On that challenge day, Mike thought I was part of the plan to throw Katie in, and he was friends with Katie, uh, oh, and he thought yeah. I was being two-faced. I told him I had no idea, because I didn't. But when I was I almost... Mean, a- she did before, though, but yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but at that point, she thought they were, like, gonna Done. be fair yeah yes, yes, yes. but when i was almost done with the race everyone started yelling at me i remember christina say slow down kendall you're beating timmy i had i had no idea what that meant but according to mike i slowed down and i probably did because in my head i was like what the fuck does that mean so mike assumed i knew was betraying katie lied to him and thought i'd get away with the lie then he started mm. drinking as the alcohol was continually restocked and then out came the miz and then uh. just says david was naked because david gets naked <laughs> classic Oh, David. But yeah, so it's that makes a lot more sense. You can kind of tell there was some other because what I'm, we're trying to say is like it's, it's not like, just so it's about her lying, and it's like well, why? Yeah, and it's not just that he's like freaking out, like you know, like oh you're a liar, like he's just because pl- Mike is that way sometimes where he'll just like play it up for the cameras and be like hilariously like but he was like legitimately stupid. angry. Yeah, like he was being mean. He's making fun of her for wearing, wearing too much makeup and like being fake, and like she's clearly upset, and it's very awkward. And like then he starts like going in on Veronica and, like, other people on the team, which I guess makes sense that if he's friends with Katie, but they never portray his friendship with Katie at all. Yeah, exactly. It's very strange. The edit- uh, That's what I always say about the editing on these shows. Like, I don't trust it, but the- whoever the editor is hates Julie, so at least I'm on their same level. <laughs> and someone else asked her if she still talks to The Miz, and apparently he got uh, her tickets for her and her kids to go see SmackDown front row last year. That is so sweet. Yeah. Oh my god. That makes me really happy. Well, I'm, I'm glad they resolved it, at least. Yeah. It like they're, like, friendly. I mean, the thing with Mike is that, like, he was drunk. He's the kind of person that the next day will come up to you and be like, I'm and sorry, he, I was he way does, out of line. He does apologize the following day, and, and uh-huh. basically she's like, you're on a short leash, because if a guy talks to me like that, like, he's like, if yeah. you ever do that, she's like, if you ever do that again, it's over. We're done. Yeah, and that's fair. <laughs> that makes much more sense, because basically he just becomes, like, this monster, like, truly out of nowhere. And it's awkward, because it's like, even the team is like, dude, what's going on? Like, the guys are all kind of like, Mike, calm down. And they have some talking heads where they're like, if Mike was really, like, laying into her, it was a little intense. Yeah. It's everyone, like, yeah. Also, everyone just starts arguing during this ent- entire inferno. Like, Abram's yelling at someone, like, just saying, fuck you, fuck you. Right. I, it might be to his team, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hothead, too, though, so. Yeah, uh, David got naked. I still don't know what's up with that. Oh, yeah, I think Leah is, like, yelling at CT about how much she hates him or something. I think she's just sort of like, 
Every, like, the thing is, like, the thing with the Inferno is, that, like, no matter what they're doing, they're always under, like, intense pressure. So you get people, like, already stressed out and, like, like, picture people, like, right when they're finishing, a, like, running a mile. They're not necessarily, like, out of shape or, like, upset about it because they're all pretty young people and stuff. But they're, like, kind of tired and frustrated because it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, it takes and then you hours. Add, I think you probably... add people, like, yelling at you and, like, spotlights and everything. Yeah. So it just becomes, like, they're already annoyed and then it becomes, like hysterical like a lot of people in that become crazy despite it like being the summer in mexico i think they might like even put like heat lamps or something in there well just the the just production lights will be enough i'm sure i mean it's a huge arena so like it's also in my notes the arena for the second season which we'll get into looks like the set of like uh the trials from angel or like yes uh, or Anne from buffy specifically which i think is the same set for both (laughs) like literally but so this one's a nicer, I think, a nicer set because it's just like an open area. And I think it's on the property. That's how he was like able to get to the pool, uh, Ace. Oh what? yeah, he runs but, right from the. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. So anyway, so that it goes insane. Um, Kendall wins in the end, so it didn't really matter that she put herself in there. But um, and Leah, you know, deserves the beat. Fu- loses again. I mean, I like Timmy, but like fuck Timmy for like allowing that your pressure to happen anyway that you couldn't fucking ha- handle leah come on yeah it's it's a little dumb and then i think this is where they're kind of all being railroaded by the whole veronica train of thought where she's she's truly like ruling roost and they don't do a ton of editing to show that the second season is a lot more i think because there was a like a strong reception to how incre- incredibly crazy she is that they really kind of amp up the whole like veronica is the mastermind of the manipulation because I think in this season, she's clearly, like, in charge of it, but it's more about the fact that, like, they're all ganging up on Katie, where in the second season, you see more of the fact that, like, Veronica is orchestrating everything. Like, you see her, like, walking out to people, talking about them behind their back, like, all that kind of stuff. And this oh, one, yeah, you just the, get, the like, leader of the, like, the mean girl tribe. Yeah, and in this one, you're getting it's, much more, like, like, group meetings, where like, they're I, like, let's do this, yeah. let's do that. It's not as direct. But, like, I also mentioned in the second season, it's because she has her full power, because she has Rachel her with her. Power. Yeah. Because that way she, she, not only can she just orchestrate things from behind, she has Rachel as her muscle. And I, I, I also did look up the fact, because you mentioned before, I'm still reeling from the fact that they dated, but I did look up, they have since, I, they're following each other on Twitter, so I think that they've okay. rekindled. And Rachel has two beautiful kids with her wife, so it's great. Aww. Everything's I good. Mean, they were very <laughs> terrible people on the show, but aw. Aw, exactly. Like, it's funny, because like. I always consider them to be, like, characters on this show. Like, I don't know how much of it's real. They might actually be exactly like that in real life. But, like, a lot of the stuff on, specifically these types of shows, I think are a huge amount, like, how you decide to portray yourself at some point. Like, even, like, the people who are very real, like, real to their vibe or whatever on Real World, if they did come to the challenge, they knew that they had to start doing something a little different. Because you'll see, like, the people who were, like, regulars on Real World or Road Rules, they didn't stay that same person on the cha- on the challenge. Like, you have to kind of do something a little different because there were people like that, but they're, like, they're voted off instantly or they're forgotten. Like, they're people like Leah. Or you're like, oh, what? Like, I don't even know what you're doing. You're just, like, a weird, boring person. Or you get people early on, like Jeremy, who's, like, completely disposable, basically. Where you're just like, oh, yeah, that guy, I kind of remember him. Like, it's interesting to me how that, like, kind of factors into the fact that I think Leah is someone who didn't really last immediately. <laughs> anyway, so... She's eliminated, and we get right to the next Inferno, because that's the way things go now. So Coral's basically guaranteed to go in. <laughs> Coral's like, I'm the only bitch left here. She's amazing. 
And, okay, so I will say, like, editor's note to me, this is where my notes kind of uh, trail off. So I was mostly watching these live, so if you want to take ahead, I know the gist of the last two episodes, but you'll have much better, like, clarity on what exactly goes down, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, this is, here. like, the one bit of Coral being kind of, like, kind of iffy is that when she knows that she has to go into the Inferno because she's a girl, she, she wants to pick Katie over Veronica. <laughs> Which is hilarious. But it's Although, like, like... Veronica also is her, her friend. They have a, a thing. They mention their friends. But also, she wants the easier one, obviously. It's weird to me that they all want Veronica in there because I don't think she's that strong a competitor either. Like, they always pick Veronica. Like, she's some, like, easy, like... or I guess the fact that they think she's a hard competitor, they want to avoid her. But, like, she's not that difficult. Like, just suck it up and then take her off. Like, Remember, like, Mike... Mike was saying to Julie, you're afraid to go against fucking Veronica? Come on. Yeah, like, Veronica's not that good a competitor. The reason why she's so good at manipulating people is because she wants to avoid getting in a challenge where she'll lose. Because in my opinion, that's where she loses the most, is, like, head-on challenges. She does the best when she's in, like, a group. Exactly. But she's not bad. She's definitely, like, better than some of the girls on the team, but, like, she's not... The better than Leah, player. but Leah's gone now, so we're good. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. So, keep going from there. So, she... She gets... Sorry, so that's yeah, the so Coral is the only woman on her team, so she has to go to Inferno anyway. Right. Whereas uh, there's for Road Rules, there's Christina, there's Holly, there's uh, Veronica, and of course Katie. And you know, Katie's the one they always want to throw in. Um, it ends up being a thing where uh, when they have to pick people, they they make the guys decide they're picking Veronica because again, they're not picking Katie. Right. So is, I mean. I get their point of view because they want the weaker person to stay on the team, but yeah. And then but for the Coral next... is it, is it, Coral? I think gets it right from what I remember. Like she's still like annoyed, but she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh <laughs> yeah, the next boat. challenge, both Veronica and Coral win the lifesavers, and it's not even the, their team's trying for them. They both just fucking get the lifesavers. It's great. I love it. That's actually yeah. They're both showing like we can do it. Yeah, and, they, Actually, and like, I, what are they like, going to say? Like, they won, maybe Road so. Rules helps Veronica because obviously they want to send Katie, but like, yeah, Coral got, got lifesaver all by herself. But does she go into the Inferno? No, she does not. Uh, I think that's what she she said in. Let's see, uh, David again? Does she? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, she does. Right. She does. He goes uh, out yeah. and he loses, right? Doesn't Katie win? Yes, because, yeah, it's the one where they uh, have to get things uh, dumped on their head and then go and, under, like, the disgusting thing. And remember, David has a weak stomach anyway. He's not eating, but, like, getting rotten milk and, and rotten eggs and stuff put on you. And that's and, the thing about Katie, is that she's not a strong competitor in, like, the traditional, like, competition way, where it's, like, running a big, long chest, no. Climbing a rope, no. But give Katie, like, a chance to stand there or, like, do something simple like that, she will stare at you for like an hour and not move. So it's a like... four, yeah, it's a four-hour inferno, and they both are able to sit through it and everything. So they have to do the sudden death, which is they have to submerge themselves in that thing, hold their breaths, and whoever like what, like who gets out of it loses, obviously. And apparently, Katie tells Kendall, when it's over, hit the glass because I will literally pass out in there and not lift my head until I win. So that's who they're dealing with, okay? <laughs> like, so that's crazy. Katie is going to hold her breath till she dies. See, that's the kind of thing. This is what this is what frustrates me about these challenges is that I get that. So like, that's something that like. All right. So we were mentioning before how like Katie kept quit kept quitting on certain challenges. So like, she's not a great competitor across the board. 
But I do really respect the fact that, like, when the chips are down and she's about to be eliminated, she literally will kill herself to win. Like, the same goes with Tanya. I think Tanya has a very similar vibe, which is kind of just, like, manic women. But, like, I like the fact that, like, she's that gutsy to be like, go ahead. Literally, I'll, I'll like, drown. <laughs> like, I, love, I just love Kendall's confessional about it. It's like, she's really, she's literally planning to die during this. And then Kendall d- does eventually have to go hit on the glass because... Yeah, Katie holds her breath for so long. Which is honestly impressive as, like, a heavy smoker for her to be it's able to do. terrifying. Yeah, David, no, he, he can't handle it. Yeah. I, he doesn't, like, move his head immediately, but yeah, he can't handle it. But Katie just holds it for so long, and Kendall literally has to hit, hit the glass. So, she, otherwise, she would have stayed down there. Which is, again, nuts. And so David goes home. R.I.P. David. And David, who, again, kind of sucks. His, his reaction is just like, yeah, He's what so are you going to do? He, what are you going to do? He's so beautiful. Oh, David. But so, um, after he's gone, then we get to the final yes. the finale. Well, well, the, well the, before that, we get the Katie blow up, finally, on Veronica. Right. So yes. Katie has just been taking her shit the whole time. She's been, like, argumentative, but honestly, we, we kind of breezed over the point where, like, during the, the challenge where Abram was being an asshole to her, Katie was, like, crying. Like, not even, like, sobbing or making, like, a scene. She was just, it was actually very awkward because she just realizes, how, she's, like, there's a point where she kind of breaks down and she's, like, patting her face, like, to try and keep herself from, like, crying too many more tears. And she's, like, it's just so humiliating. And it's, it is. Like, you get where she's coming from. Like, it's, it is, basically, they're, like, making a mockery of the fact that she's such a terrible, com- like, competitor. They don't want her to be on their team. But, like, on a real level, she's basically just feeling, like, mortified that, like, she's so bad that they want to literally, like, sacrifice their own team's ability to win to get her off. So, she's, she's like, been holding in a lot of rage. And as much as she has kind of put up, like, fights in these, like, infernos or in the um, uh, challenges to win the lifesaver and stuff, she's never actually, like, had a, like, out-and-out, drag-out fight with them yet. She's just sort of, like... See, Thank I won. Yes. And then, like, internalized it and moved on. And it's actually very sad because it's, it's clear she's been, like, frustrated for a very long time. And this is right after the challenge. Remember, she had asked them, can we just be fair? And they were like, yeah, and they're still not fair. And again, she wins the Inferno, so I understand the blow-up where, like, <laughs> Veronica, who's, like, still, like, in a towel, basically, while she takes this entire blow-up from Katie, who was just like, uh, she, lots of, uh, stupid bitches, uh... Stupid bitches. Uh, you're a whore. The women, how do you say, like, the women on the show are so short? Like, that's just the commentary. Yeah, she, she, she calls Veronica a short whore, despite the fact that Katie is she a very tiny a girl. short whore, possibly. I don't know her life. Like, she's probably short whore, too. It's very strange, but yeah, and they're Veronica's screaming at like, each other. She needs help. Blah, blah. No, because Veronica's not screaming. No, Veronica's, Veronica's just, mostly, like, holding like, her towel so it doesn't fall off. And she's just like, this, this girl has issues. Like, yeah. Mike has, like, here's the, the Mike-Katie friendship. Like, he has, he has to hold her, like, grab her, physically restrain her, and he tries to calm her down. And I'm like, see, this is the this is the Miz you expect here. Like, he's right. aces, he's calming her down. Like, again, the, there are moments where he, he gets, like, drunk and then, like, the Miz comes out, but, like, the, the thing with Kendall, it was so atypical, that's why, like, I had to find out what happened, because it made yeah. no sense. And, like, the stuff that he usually fucks up on is the more frattier behavior. Like, he's never usually as fucked up in this area. Like, he's not, like, yeah. letting people fight. He's, never, he's not letting like, people argue. He's 
never with malice. It's just like stumbling around and like, yeah, uh, yeah I'm the man. He's like yeah. a doofus. He's like a very Andy, um, Andy, um, Dwyer. If you want to like get a good comparison for him, like back before he was the Miz, he's just sort of like a doofy guy who's just trying to be nice and just makes a lot of mistakes. Like he's an idiot, but he's he's good at what he does. But he's also an idiot when it comes to some like interpersonal stuff, and that's what yeah. Comes out, I think and him calming general. her down, he's just like, how about yeah. the we just the two of us will go out right now. We'll just go out dancing right now. He he's basically he's just, he's trying so much to calm her down. I'm like that's, that's sweet. That's what it you want. And again, they they could have done that because they had like freedom on these shows at the time, and she calms down for a second, but then she sees Veronica again and she sees Red and she she, she screams at her screw <laughs> screw a few more cast members slide. And again, like we're not you're not seeing the the worst of Veronica here at this point in in the show. She got pretty decent at it, besides the fact she was manipulating. But, like, every the thing everyone says about Veronica is that she was literally just, like, fucking everyone to, like, stay in the game. Really? Yeah. Why isn't that in the edit? Like, give me that. Who was she fucking, you think? I don't know. Do you think she's hmm. fucked Terrell? I may be. Now I'm, like, trying to think about it. Who would she have had to fuck in order to stay in the game? Let's think about this. I know. Okay, well, like, Elaine she... Shane. It's not Shane. Oh, yeah, because her excuse is, like, the, the person that I fucked was, like, Abram, but he was already eliminated, so it wasn't the same the game. Yeah, that was, like, in the gauntlet where she and Rachel had, like, oh. a with Abram, but, like, he was uh, had been eliminated Oh, at, I forgot at that point. about that! Yeah, he had been eliminated, so, like... How did I not realize they were dating when I remember that happening? I thought that... <laughs> what the fuck? I, I completely... You're having, like... I'm having, like, they flashbacks. They three years, by the way. They did for three years. What the fuck? I remember that. Ew, I remember that. Mostly because I was like, ew, no, Abram. <laughs> like, no. Okay, so let's think. So Veronica makes it in to the end. So maybe it must have been Darrell. Adam, maybe? I can say. I feel or like David would have fucked her. I feel like David would have fucked Veronica. <laughs> or Dave, maybe, from from the gauntlet? Oh, yeah. Giantoli? Yeah, that could be it. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like definitely. But would he be enough to keep her in? Or, like, who was she having to fuck to keep in? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, how... Yeah. I feel like Dave, yeah, he would have had to get, like, her, him to vote her way or whatever. Yeah. Oh, because it's just the voting, right? Or maybe Theo. It could have been Is Theo. It, the go- oh, definitely. I feel like Theo, definitely. I feel like oh, Theo... He, I wish Theo told more stories, like, about his, his real world and challenge, like, road rules and challenge days, because I feel like he has a bunch of great stories. Wait, why are we limiting it to the guys? It could have been, like, Kara. It could have been Ronnie. It could have been... I, Do you I think, think she fucked Ruthie? Oh my god, I want to know! <laughs> well, I'm so mad I don't know about this, though. Because we'll never know. Oh my god. I just need to know. I need to know. <laughs> oh my but, god. Yeah, I don't... Because she could, she could have... I See, that is the show I want to watch, is someone fucking everybody to get to the end. Like, that sounds amazing! <laughs> I mean, and I don't want to watch Big watch- Brother. Shut up with the Big Brother it's- recommendations. I know that's what that is. But like- it's like the issue we are watching is just that the editing is not showing. Yeah, us. yeah, exactly. Like it happened, but we just didn't see it in the edit. I want it. I want it so bad. Well, I wonder. I wonder who. It could have very well been. I think it was probably Dave, but it could have been anybody, pretty much. I think it was definitely Dave. But also, I'm sure, like, she it's- fucked me Theo at the- another time, right? Like, yeah. Like, she- we know she fucked Abrams. So that was like that's amazing. <laughs> Like, why isn't she throwing it like that's, like, some kind of a insult? I think it's because, again, we don't really see all the people she's, like, hooking up and seducing, I guess. But 
The closest I can I get guess everyone to... just believed that really that was how she was staying in the game, and... Yeah. Which is maybe not fair. I don't know that that's really legitimate, but, like, if it was happening, show me. I would love to watch that, please. Because she does come across, like, a very Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cruel Intentions style person. Like, she's very, like, behind the scenes... Keeping... Keepers is up here, uh, like, Julie brings it almost immediately in Inferno 2, like, in the confessional. <laughs> like, just really? the side. Like, it's I don't a thing remember that. that. Uh, yeah, she does, and it was- like, Are we sure she means, like, people and not, like, crew members and shit? It- it could be. I don't know, that makes- that's so interesting. I feel- I feel terrible, like, it's suggesting anything, like, untoward, but it's not that I'm even saying it like a bad thing. I, I just want to like, know if it's show true. Show it to me. Who was it? Because I'm all about that. I mentioned I love David. We all remember David's like, crying to Kira on the phone, who was his fucking producer, like, who was ten years his senior. I'm all about, like, the weird behind-the-scenes shit. Just show it to me. Like, that's where yes, I really want. It. Give it to us. Oh, God, David crying to Kira. That's just giving me a great visual. <laughs> Does I remember that? <laughs> Kira, Kira. <laughs> Good lord. Alright, so so they get to the they get to the fu- the finale with everybody intact. Veronica has uh, manipulated her way into getting uh the lifesaver. Yeah, and Coral earned the lifesaver. Right, fairly. Yeah. And then uh, David goes home, um, because she he can't take it against Katie. And then now Katie flips the fuck out at Veronica and then after the after the flip out, they're I love that. Christina's like they're both in the wrong, they're both out of their minds, and they're both on my team. Yeah, it's it's so real. Like that's exactly right, Christina. But this is the problem. Like it's like such a weird like, like this is the problem with taking the low road. Essentially, like you're gonna get you're gonna get in trouble either way. But yeah, it's especially they, bad when you fucked up. You know. It's weird again. Obviously, Veronica is uh, the orchestrator, and in theory, a low road will have a lot of people. I, I, I'd be like, oh, they're they're pretty good people in comparison to a lot of these, but, like, they still all went along with it. Especially after both Katie, like, fucking killed the Inferno, and after she asked them just to be, play fair, that's the, the fact that they didn't just all play fair. At least Kendall assumed they were all gonna play fair, but then she learned they weren't, but... Yeah, it's just, come on, guys. Just, I mean, honestly, the problem they made, the mistake they made was lying to her. They should have just been straightforward in that moment. Because then she would have just flipped out then at least, and it would have been more honest. Now there's like a level of betrayal that was involved as well. Which, I mean, there was already a betrayal the first time, to be real, but it's especially bad after she thought she was like on their same team and like involved in the team now. But it's like, well, <laughs> whoops. So, uh, <laughs> like, awkward. <laughs> so, uh, David goes home, uh, like you mentioned, and then everyone gears up for the finale or the final challenge. Based um, on the seven deadly sins because the inferno. Hell, baby. I think I zoomed out to the final and I just like remember the puzzle being key. Yeah, so like honestly the finale is really like, anything. The problem or, with these shows is like it's the, kind of like it's like a shit or get off the pot situation most of the time. So like there's rarely like uh say like a show like Amazing Race. Like the finale is like a huge deal because in most of the situations, it's, like, literally people racing to a finish line. Like, it is neck and neck and that kind of stuff. In these shows, like, I would say, like, nine times at, out of ten, and it's always, at like, least someone pulls away with now, Because now the, the fucking final missions are insane. And right. basically, very few people, like, here who end up here could last. Katie's not making it through a final mission nowadays. Like, if she were to be here, she would not. She would not be the... While she's the linchpin here in this season, if she was in a, a final uh, in 2018... She wouldn't make it past the first, le- like, leg. 
be interested to watch that. And usually, tonight. like, and now they're like multiple days. Oh really? Like oh, two God. day challenges, yeah. That, like, how's that even? Is that like safe? I guess they have like a, a way to get around it. I guess the, I mean if the Amazing Race is safe, anything and the Survivor is safe, anything is safe. But yeah, so it's it's the same as like basically most of the challenges during this time is that whoever gets a lead essentially crushes the other team. Because everyone's working in a group. Like, this is the problem with, like, a pack mentality. And I actually think this was from what I remember of, like, The Amazing Race when they did the Family Edition, when there was more people in the group. It it, it staggers the ability of the group to run around and do stuff. Like, you're going to have, like, clear, like, winners and clear losers by, like, the beginning of an episode. Because once enough people are behind you can't catch them up. Like, it's not like they're just behind, like, in the general sense, like, gotta catch up, gotta catch up. It's like, people are struggling to, like, walk in certain points and stuff. So, like, once that's happened to some of your people on your team, you kind of can't physically make up for the time. Like, it's not possible because the next challenge is not, like, conducive to making up any time. But strangely enough, that's not even what ends up being the problem here because the problem is the puzzle, and I guess, uh... This is before CT got good at puzzles. This is his first challenge. Well, so it's his origin story, essentially. This is this Batman watching his yeah, parents he... be gunned down in front of him. <laughs> like, this is literally CT watching someone steal money from yeah. his pocket because they know challenge and they know puzzle better than him. Yeah, it was basically them all showing also how much they weren't paying attention like this whole season, really. Because they sure. were, I guess they were too much focused on trying to win after all the losses because they like did not remember anything they needed to remember. The puzzle, which is the final thing. It's based on remembering various things throughout the season, like where they are, like what places they went to, like um, the name of a challenge or who was in a challenge. Katie is the one in, on Road Rules who figures like all of it out. They needed her to win, whereas uh, even if they, like uh, real world, when they like get close to something, Coral will be like, no, that's not right, and then it'll, like it'll either be close to right or that is right. Exactly, and like it's awkward because like. I feel like part of why Katie remembers it so well is she was traumatized in each of these places. <laughs> like, she's remembering, she's having, like, horrible flashbacks to, like, when I was sobbing that day. We were at, like, you know, like, this, this place in Acapulco Road. It's like, oh, Acapulco Road! It's, like, horrible. But My so, like, they... Though. Yeah, so basically, like, they are able to come up with the answers at the right... They, they win, essentially. Like, that is what causes the slowdown. Like, once they get there and they're behind... They get enough stuff right on the Road Rules team to eventually, like, outmaneuver Real World. And even if they had gotten all the answers, which I don't think they were gonna, it was just a, a wreck. Like, they completely destroyed them. Yeah. And that's it. Road Rules wins! <laughs> that's that's basically you it. You, when we watched Gauntlet 2, which I believe is after Inferno 2, the, it's a really underwhelming finale. They're honestly. always underwhelming on these shows, I think. Yo, until, I guess, maybe recently. Yeah, I, I think... I feel like Duel might start it, or, like, Fresh Me is when it, they start getting, like, actually, like, holy shit, and now they're, like, next level, but, um, so, like, it gets to a point where, like, there's three stations for, like, the final, and one of those things where, like, you, your team has to bet, like, what do you think you can complete or win, blah, 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 and, like, you have a certain amount of things to bet, and you have to, and basically, it comes down to an eating challenge, and they, like, uh, one team put all their bets, like, they, they thought they could do that, and they couldn't do that, so they lost, even though they were, like, ahead the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean... I, I actually get... love that season, but it's that, that, that final was so fucking bad. No, and I get why they do this. is because it's to keep every... It's to keep the most people there to have the most drama. Like, it's it's set up to keep people there. Like, they don't want a small team. They want a big team. 
but especially it's it's rougher on times like this. Like it's a similar, and we'll get to the second season of the Inferno next. But when you have so many people left over on one team, it's not just that there's like a lot of them. It's that, like there's so many of them. Like there's what is it like seven people? It could go very right or very wrong based off of that. Like if yeah. imagine like seven people being slow at running, that's yeah, you done. Or seven people. When they wanted to keep everyone, you only lost two people. You were still focused on getting rid of Katie. Like, you could have, you should, I know they had, like, a strong team, but, like, you should have gotten rid of people because, ultimately, they're going to kill you down. Yeah, and yeah. you also got less Again, money. Less money. Yeah. But in the, in the long run, they figure it out based off of Katie, so that works out for them. And mission over. That's basically it. So, oh, my God. What is there any other wrap up stuff? It's basically uh, there, like you didn't watch the reunion. Uh, no, yeah, most important part of the reunion, I like I talked about most important part, and then like they were promoting the new road rules, which is road rules extreme, which introduced some people that you'll you'll see in uh, Inferno too. Obviously, uh, like uh, um, Derek, Jody, they're they're in Inferno too. Um, who else is I that? I hate uh, both of them. Danny, you, oh Derek, you hate Derek. Uh... Jody, I my problem with Jody is like she just always looks like she's going to cry and then she always does cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Derek is. Yeah, I don't think I like Derek. Derek is. He's like, real squinty. He's like CT's brother, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, but yeah, like, like he's mostly much. his thing is that he's like fine. he can get like a drunken mess, but like he's not like really he's he's actually like a CT without the anger issues. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's boring CT. <laughs> I don't mind him. He's just uh, very forgettable. He's really, he's really great when we watch uh, Gauntlet 2. Oh, okay. He gets better he, then. Yeah. He gets, he's he, like, new. He gets... He's very new in the one I watch. He's like brand new. So he's probably just yeah. like, sitting there taking it all in. Jeremy style. Yeah. The, the, it's Battle of the Sexes, I believe, is after this Inferno. And that's technically the first challenge that um, any of the Road Rules Extreme people are on. But then mm. well, we're skipping that anyway, so we're going to watch Inferno 2. And then, yeah. Uh, Derek's insanity. Derek's, uh, he's a little Wolverine, basically. Yeah, he, he's, he's a like great... real thick, like almost yeah. like mutton chop style. Like, he's a, yeah, he's a very good competitor, and he's, like, yeah, that's, that's the thing with him. You're saying he was boring CT, but yeah, that's one of the things. There's not really a lot of drama they get out of him. So after a while, like, I, I think they stopped calling him to be on the show. But he's he's back on the show again, and he still like looks the same. And yeah, yeah he's, he's still just so small. He reminds me of like Veronica almost, like in a way, like very small little like. Chihuahua or Pips Pips yeah. or something. But he's actually like a very... great, a great competitor who doesn't need yeah, to rely on. Yeah, okay, he's a great competitor. Yeah. So she, I think, but yeah. it's just he doesn't very... need to rely on like back dealing or anything like that. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah. So, oh. so nothing really major in the reunion, but uh, no. we'll get to the the second season soon, yeah. which will be a lot more of the um day to day fighting that has gone on since that challenge and oh. I, we get to talk about tanya <laughs> oh no the sadness um but also i want to talk about one thing from the final i forgot to mm-hmm. mention because uh these reps of course have like some certain like bumpers from mtv and such and uh the bumper for this was for mtv.com live now with uh, avril lavigne singing oh, my, my happy God. ending and also you can find on the website simple plan yellow card Cuba stink my favorite this is my happy place right here <laughs> Avril Lavigne uh, acoustic singing uh, ha- my happy ending. Ah, ah. <sighs> this show is such a. If you really also want like a snapshot of like the two thousands, I know I mentioned the nostalgia six. before, but it is, it's amazing. Like it comes across like 
like nothing else. It's like it's the equivalent of being able to open up like your high school locker and look and see what's in there. Like you're not even gonna yeah. remember the stuff you forgot. Like it's so I, good. I also just rewatched the Ashley Simpson show from like 2004 because oh, I read so a piece good. about it uh, on Paste. And like it, it, again, MTV ripped so it had all that. Uh, the, the the new single from um, Green Day, uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. That sounds really good, you guys. Oh my god. Oh, get into it, everybody. <laughs> So stay tuned for another b- 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 bonus episode where we go into um, the Inferno Two. Um, in the we meantime, do now, you guys, yeah. uh, we're going through as many seasons of the challenge as I want to. We're skipping seasons, like I said, like we're, we're skipping battles. It's a it's a Latoya curated version of, of the challenges. We're not watching the island because I feel like it's the single most like misogynistic, like just the height of like ang- like the terrible Johnny Bananas Alliance thing. And I don't need to see the challenge go Survivor. I just don't. I don't remember. I've never oh, seen. You're, you're lucky. Oh, you're. And also, although that is like one season where like Abram's like a decent, like a just a genuinely decent person, and like he he actually leaves the show early just like cause he needs to go to work for his business or whatever, and he's just like a mature adult. And wow. And then imagine he that to... someone leaving in an episode of the challenge. To but then when work. he returns to the show, like uh, again, he's like snap or whatever. He, Abram snap. It's very weird. Like. I think it's in this one, right? I think it's in this one where someone introduces themselves. Who is it? It's one of the oldies, I think, where they're like, I'm, I work in an investment bank in Colorado. Oh, that's I'm like, David. Like, David. Is that David? He's also it, no, 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 no. It's someone else. It's definitely someone else. It's a girl. It's a woman. Um, oh. I can't know who it is. I think it's maybe Holly. Where she says Probably. She's that like, makes sense. She works for like an investment, like an international investment company in uh, Colorado Springs still or something like that. Well, it's not like she like came off looking bad on this show. Like No, no, no. But it's camp. like, it's so saying, weird to think so of like someone. Go- yeah, but it's like weird to think of someone like coming from like an investment banker's like job, taking a month off and then coming to shoot the fucking Inferno and then going back to work. Like, yeah. it's so weird. But it's a lot also, of them did it, that, I guess. That it was again. The show was so casual; it didn't have to be your career back then. Right. Like she, she could get on her her T-Mobile sidekick and like do business deals <laughs> from from Acapulco too, if you wanted to. Her T-Mobile sidekick. Yep. And that then, wasn't. Uh, how dare you, Latoya? That's next season. It was no, not a challenge. <laughs> Inferno two is it, no Inferno two is the T-Mobile sidekick too, is it not? No, it is. But this is oh. the, this is not the Infer- This is not the. the oh, it's like the Motorola no. something. Oh wait, yeah, this is uh Motorola. They don't even mention Inferno it. Inferno two like... is the first T-Mobile sidekick, and I think Gauntlet or Duo is T-Mobile sidekick too. It's but amazing. <laughs> but I, I just T-Mobile sidekick two is something I remember forever. That's why I. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Always beautiful. Alright, well, <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um, in the meantime, support the Patreon for what you're listening to this on. Remember to subscribe. Um, and then you can also rate, subscribe, review to the show on iTunes uh, or on our um, website. You can find us there at thetelevoid.com or email us at thetelevoid.gmail.com. Um, do you have any plugs besides Patreon? Uh, just follow me on Twitter at LaFerg so you can find more information, obviously. Read my, my Pace piece about the Ashley Simpson show and how, yes. you know, she doesn't deserve she doesn't deserve to be hated by everyone after that SNL thing, by the way. And just, if you remember uh, newlyweds Nick and Jessica fondly, do not. You can listen to her uh, past uh, episode about Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson. And that nightmare. <laughs> and it's, oh, also, I didn't mention this in my piece about Ashley Simpson, but it was actually pretty hilarious. Uh, she goes on TRL, right? Um, and like mm-hmm. backstage, she's greeted like by uh, with like a big hug and kiss by Vanessa Manillo, who is now Nick Lachey's 
<laughs> wife. What? Uh, yes. And, oh, man. And I was like, wow, this is very awkward. And then, like, uh, Vanessa was, like, the, the BJ who was, like, interviewing her. And I'm like, wow. That was not a moment I was expecting to see, but I love it. Wow. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> that sounds yeah. very interesting. So I'm going to read that now. I uh, just remember, like, the one time Nick Lachey was on uh, uh, Ashley Simpson show with Jessica, and he was just, like, he was just there. He looked miserable. <laughs> And then um, uh, I'm at more E on Twitter. Um, I will link to, um, uh, I, guess, I guess, just the main show page if you want to go listen to other episodes of this show. And otherwise, stay tuned for the Rebels Rebels Challenge, The Inferno 2, uh, coming soon. All right. Thanks again for wandering into the Telvoy, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks. to you guys before, no, I'm not a stellar athlete, but f- you guys, I deserve to be in this game too. Do you really?